Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters here on the Dangerous World Feed. Of course, I'm your host, Ryan Dean, and Matt, over there at Great Deception, is kind enough to have uh, seemed to have taken me under his wing. You'd think he's been doing this longer than I have, but uh, no, he's a great guy, and he really is uh, always out there trying to connect great people with other great people, and uh, he's he's been having me on. And uh, I think that he just I'm like one of those people that won't leave, you know, like when you have a when you have like a little uh, slumber party and the one kid that doesn't really like his house just won't leave. And he's eating your food and he's fucking your mom. No, he's probably not doing that, but he's you know, he's he's taking some liberties. We'll say that. OK, uh, it's it's very fun doing these Monday night master debaters. And on this one, it was real cool, man. We had uh, we had it planned initially to have uh, New York Patriot of the Occult Rejects podcast, and of course, uh, the same name as his uh, his personal name. I wonder if that's his Christian name, New York. It's just Mister Patriot, New York Patriot, uh, and he has a, a show by that same name as well. Uh, so we had him planned, and then also my buddy Colorado Dank, who has really been making his rounds. He's been just a podcast slut. Just really rocking around, getting fucking banged by so many of these podcast hosts. And that's great. I, I, this is what I do it for. You know, I want to turn people 
in the podcast prostitutes. And it's, it's going, it's going great. Business is booming. I just ranted actually about uh, how shitty a lot of these motivational speakers are. And I talk about NFTs a little bit, but the, the advice that you get from some of these people, it's literally like, okay, so you got one business going, start another one. It's like, okay, how? I have three kids, not me, but not, you know, you can just imagine the stories that probably these, these people get hit with and they're like, no excuses. Oh, your kid's dying. I don't care. You can start that second fucking cupcake shop. You know, it's stupid. I, I, I get tired of this. I just ranted about it for like 30 minutes. So I don't want to talk about it more, but this is my business is turning normal people into freaks and talking about fucking bigfoot or whatever we talk about i don't even know but so usually i've been releasing three episodes a week um i can't forget to uh mark from my family thinks i'm crazy he runs alt media united a great great dude he jumped on last minute and uh really added to the conversation as he usually does just a fun fun guy to talk with always uh so i gotta give a big thanks to him for hopping on here too and as always you can hear these these monday night master debaters on the Great Deceptions feed the day after we do them. Uh, we're not recording them live or streaming them live yet, although I think that NY Patriots stream this one live. I don't know when that's going to be a thing, but you know I'll update you. You know I'll update you, okay? We got you. So um, it's, it, was a, it was a great conversation, though. We talked about a lot of symbolism. We hit all kinds of topics, man. You guys are about to find out right now if you haven't already listened. If you have listened, listen again, okay? Um, fun, fun stuff. And I thoroughly enjoy these very, very much. I usually do three episodes to four episodes a week, depending on um, what's in the news, what's on the docket. And I'm just doing two this week. I've got a fucking banger coming out on Sunday, though. This will be available Monday morning. Um, I'm really trying to dig deep in this ancient bacteria, which I talk about a little bit in this episode. Brucella, I believe is how it's pronounced, unless it's Spanish, in which case it would be Brucella. But I think it's Brucella. Uh, Brucellosis is um, is a crystalline uh, sort of infected. I'm not even going to get into it right now. It's a very, very interesting topic, though. The Nazis were dabbling with it, and it has a lot of similarities to the symptoms of COVID, uh, something very hard to detect. This is why my theory will suggest, and I will, you know, present this in great detail on Sunday. Um, I think that that this is why most doctors and nurses are so gung ho about what's going on, is because the way that this bacteria infects your cells in the body, um, it's unknown. It's it's very hard to see because the the cells have evolved into in such a manner where they don't need a cell wall to survive. They're parasitic. So, I mean, I don't want to give too much away here. Very, very interesting stuff. Um, some some uh, doctors and some pathologists and virologists back in the day, uh, back in the day being like World War II and, you know, Cold War era, they believe that it's actually Brucella is the cause, the root cause to all of our ailments today that we see a lot, cancer, AIDS even. Um, MS, bipolar disorder, uh, Parkinson's, all kinds of diseases and disorders are are allegedly connected to brucella, which, again, is an ancient bacteria that the Nazis were messing with. And as we know, a lot of Nazis came over here under paperclip and um, 
yeah, just it, it was blowing my mind looking into this stuff. And so I'm going to really um, dive deep into it and try to connect as many dots as possible. This is what you pay for if you're not a cheap fuck and you're over on the Patreon. OK, uh, going to do that. Going to talk about that for a little bit. Also going to speak with a guy I'm about to speak with him right now, actually. Uh, dude over in Australia. He's going to talk about the horrible, horrible draconian uh, conditions over there. And um, I'm excited to hear what he has to say, although I'm sure it's not happy stuff. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, it's uh, not what you come here for. You don't come here to get uplifted. OK, even though I will tell you about frequencies, I just learned about that and I've become an expert in my own mind. So fun stuff. So but once if you are a Patreon subscriber, you'll get more uh, information, the stuff that I'm a little nervous to talk about, because um, the author of the book that I'm reading, I believe was killed very old individual, but you know, very, very weird timing, kind of like Carrie Mullis, supposedly died of a heart attack. When you got the coroner's paid, you can fucking tell me you died of anything. So uh, weird stuff that I'm trying to connect here. And I want to be cautious. So since I'm risking life and limb, Quit being a cheap shit. Head over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast if you haven't and throw down three dollars. OK, you're buying fucking who knows what you're buying. OK, if you don't have three dollars to give me from all my hard work, I want you to take a long, hard look in the mirror right now. Pause this episode. Go look at yourself and say, hey, you broke fuck. You can give dangerous world three dollars a fucking month. For all the fucking work that they're fucking doing. This is a lot of cussing. Sorry. Uh, just do it. Okay. A lot of, a lot of great people do. And, uh, it's fun. I'm going to start live streaming on that, probably that $3 tier, possibly the $5 tier though, because things are, are getting uh, more expensive. They're raising the damn prices on all of these fucking apps that, that we use. So, uh, trying to be as thoughtful as possible. There is a new shirt that's going to be available and possibly a hoodie. Um, if you're an Instagram follower, you've seen it. It's the COVID World Tour. It's a band T-shirt from this awesome band called COVID. And uh, just kind of chronologically listing all of their stops on the back, you know, like a concert uh, tour T-shirt. Great stuff, you know, from the mind of my sick self. So thank you so much for your uh, continued support, especially you Patreon people, the real ones, the real people. OK, and uh, of course, head over to manscaped.com. Enter promo code DANGER, get 20% off uh, free shipping. I'm not going to judge this ad up too much because I'm only supposed to mention them a couple times a month, but they bent me over and had me fucking do their Black Friday sale, uh, not entering my code. I recommended that you didn't enter my code because you get the 25% off for Black Friday weekend, Cyber Monday, all that stuff. Uh, so just working a little overtime. They did resign. Uh, haven't signed the contract, but I got the email. So hopefully they don't bitch out. I'm talking to you, Manscaped. Imagine me pushing Manscaped around. This is so stupid. Horrible strategy, by the way. Anyone trying to get sponsors, don't follow my lead. Uh, but do go to manscaped.com and enter the promo code danger. Get 20% off that lawnmower, the weed whacker, all the ball and the lotion and all the soaps and all that good stuff. Healthy products. They fight ball cancer. Good, good stuff, guys. So thank you very much. Thanks to Matt from Great Deception. Thanks to Mark from My Family Thinks I'm Crazy and the founder of Alt Media United, as well as Colorado Dank, who does not have a podcast, but he will soon. Mark my words. And, of course, New York Patriot of Occult Rejects. Guys, enjoy this episode. It was one of the funnest ones I think that we've done. 
And uh, we'll be back in a couple of days to do another one. And you'll hear from me before that with some crazy, crazy information connecting the Nazis to COVID-19. Take care, folks. Something. Yeah. Well, We're when alive. he was supposed to be on the and conspiracy. welcome to oh. the Monday Night Master Debaters, a roundtable talk show with uh, no boundaries. Uh, I want to welcome tonight the host, the New York Patriot. Thanks for hosting this. Of course. We got uh, Mark from My Family Thinks I'm Crazy and Ryan from Dangerous World. How's it going, man? Everything's great, man. I'm excited for this one. The first live stream, I think. Yes, it is. We are popping the proverbial cherry right now. Yeah. yeah. Have, have you ever done one before, uh, Matt? I've been on them. I've never hosted one. Um, no, I don't have any of the software, honestly. I haven't got that far, dude. I'm two months in, man. I barely got, I got training wheels on still. Well, I got to say, I was just doing uh, some things for Alt Media United the other day. And for two months in, dude, you're killing it, Matt. Like your podcast is, I think, top 2.5. So you're burning on my heels and Ryan's heels and you're just getting into this. So kudos to you, brother. I was really psyched to see that. Appreciate it, man. No problem. Yeah, it's been good so far. So far, so good. But yeah, I haven't made it to the live stream side yet. Eventually, I plan to. Uh, but no, nah, I haven't messed with StreamYard or OBS or any of those yet. I only StreamYard or I only stream on Telegram as of right now. I tried doing it with all these other places. Such a headache. I'll get around to doing it. But I noticed that Telegram is like a cool new way to stream. You can't. Uh, you can't like. You could do audio. It depends. I don't know if you could do video yet, but I do audio. So people might be listening to this on my Telegram chat. Oh, nice. dude, Telegram's <laughs> the way to go now. I'm finding that's more and more useful. I, I, I don't know how to use it, but I, I'm using other people's and it, it, I'm eventually planning on setting one up and getting it going. I have one, but it just I don't know how to use it yet, but it, it's got a ton of great features. Don't be shy. Hit me up. I'll explain it to you. Appreciate it. Obviously yeah. not right now. <laughs> yeah, Mark, I need some help. Come on. <laughs> so what do we got going? It's it's nothing nothing exciting going on in the world, you know, just a typical another variant released. And, you know, it's it's inflation through the roof and you can't get anything from the dollar store anymore for a dollar. It's like, man, what's going on? Well, the I dollar tree is actually going to a dollar twenty five now. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, going through <laughs> dollar and a quarter, man. That's so that basically tells you inflation's at least twenty five percent. Yeah, I think that they they were yeah they're averaging it. Uh, they said seven percent, but that's just what they're willing to say, dude. You know, like there's some products that are doubling in price, and then like the oldest trick in the book, like making the amount of it. Like, so say you get a roll of paper towels with uh, 175 squares, they're going to cut that down to 150 squares, but charge the same price. That's like one of the oldest tricks in the book when it comes to this kind of shit. And yeah, they've been doing that since late 2020 from what I've seen. And I spend a lot of time in grocery stores, unfortunately. So I see, you know, this kind of stuff. And I, I've been trying to notice it since I've been more conscious about, uh, you know, what's what's going on in the world. And yeah, dude. It's fascinating. Uh, the the 7% is month over month. So, you know, in the grocery store, you're, you're sh I mean, we're almost at the point of hyperinflation. Hyperinflation, I think, technically is when the amount of your money changes throughout the day. So it's intradaily. Uh, right now, we're seeing it uh, literally throughout one month 
uh, 7% change. So we're almost there. And I'm you're feeling across it. the board, right? I mean, it's it's not just one area. And initially, it started out with weird things like lumber was one of the first. <laughs> oh, it was ridiculous, right? And then and then you know, obviously, they love playing with the fuel prices, but it starts really hitting people when it gets into the grocery stores because yeah. you know you can't you, you can't avoid that. People got to eat. And I'm afraid right now, all this stuff is all just going to be a way to start some socialist regulation between everything. Uh, the gas prices is getting too high. We're going to have to step in and do something with that. The food stores can't provide you with the amount of food you need. I guess we're going to have to handle that as well. Before you know, it'll be communist fucking Russia. We'll be standing outside with tickets on our hands. Patriot, yeah, they, they were going as far as saying there was going to be a Christmas tree shortage this year. Like, come on, man. I no, mean, I heard that. I heard yeah. That. Yo, the trees are dying of COVID. Get your and and it's funny because uh, I was talking to my sister because they're they're big into the whole Christmas tree thing and and the place that they normally go to you have to now make reservations to go get your Christmas tree. Like this is what it's to. I mean, it's pushing you closer and closer to that. Okay, scan your code. You get this size tree. Go ahead, move on. Well, dude, I've been saying it for a minute. I think that they're going to start calling like Walmart's going to be the all the end all be all grocery store. That's just going to be called grocery store. And then you're going to have one bank, probably JP Morgan Chase. It's going to be called bank. The bank. You know what I mean? yep. We're just going to have all these things. It's going to be straight black mirror stuff, dude. And I've been saying that. I believe that. I believe that. Yeah, dude. It's, it's very, very dystopian when you walk in these. There's a lot of bright colors that it's almost like it's over the top and cartoony. Uh, when you walk in a newly remodeled Walmart, it's very, very weird. Well, and, and and the whole fact, and they've been doing it now for almost two years with the voice that they play over the intercom that's telling you how, yeah. to, how to wash your hands and how to stay six feet apart and all this bullshit. It has that very communist feel to it. Programming up, right? Yeah, it's ready for those military intercoms. Yeah. Who's that? Who's that Sorry. talking? I just kind of jumped in. Sorry. <laughs> Colorado Dink. How y'all doing, man? Good, dude. What's good, man? Welcome, brother. Nothing much, man. Sorry, I was kind of late. I had to go get a bed for my girl. I just got a free king-size beauty rest or whatever for free. You fucking sponsored by, by them or what? <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a real estate agent, man. They said, hey, man. You can have it for free. I was like, really? They're like, it's brand new. It's only been used like twice. I'm like, I'll take it. Oh, yeah. That's dope. Every big podcast has a mattress sponsor. Actually, speaking <laughs> of uh, big podcasts, Jay is going to be on my podcast this Wednesday. Uh, the episode will be out. Nice. Yep, yep. That was fun. Fun episode. Yeah, he, uh, he got sure. my entire life story, man. I don't know how he did it, but I talked <laughs> like two hours, I think. You got sucked oh, wow. into the couch, man. It's that therapist couch. Oh boy! Yeah, I'm telling you, I Mark. Turn around. I turn around in my chair. I do one 360, and then all of a sudden I have a turtleneck on. <laughs> I do another 360, and all of a sudden I have glasses on. I'm like, Sir Jay, tell me more. <laughs> no, the the secret is more and more argyle. So you spin around one time. You hit. You're wearing an argyle shirt, and then you got like argyle wallpaper, and then you got like argyle uh, tie or some shit. Only conspiracies so, got to represent my boy Sam Triple. So Hold on. I miss like less. 15 minutes, man. My bad. I, I didn't get to hear what was going much. on, but we were talking about. Oh, cool. 
You missed Devil Ryan trying to tell the Devil same story four times. That's about it. Yeah, I was just trying to talk about one thing, and then Mark kept jumping in and jumping out. Yo, just talking about Nazis. Hey, that's what she said. Exactly. It felt yeah, no, like we were getting just, fucked. We were just hitting up the inflation talk and and how mm. you know we got a new variant out there, and you know just another typical average day in uh, Nothingville. Well, well, I think it's funny that. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, bro. I was going to say, you know what? This shows you how much I don't pay attention to the fucking TV or the news. When that, um, what is the name? Omicron or whatever the fuck? Omicron. 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 I saw a post today that showed a video game. I don't know if this was like for Nintendo or PlayStation, but it looked old. And it's called Omicron, O-M-I-C-R-O-N. That's the variant. Well, this video game spelled with a K instead of a C, right? Omicron. And the basis of the video game, I'm sure Dank will love this shit, is that it's all about demons coming in and uh, possessing the game characters, right? So this is is what the... (laughs) <laughs> what the video game's about, and they have it coincidentally has the same name as this new variant. Well, and and that that's based off a movie, Mark, too, from the 60s. There was a movie in 1963 called Omicron, where basically aliens came down to Earth and were uh, getting into human hosts that's to try and take was. over the planet. The video game made them sound like demons, but what's interesting is if you take the word necronomicon and you take necron out of it, you get the word omicron. So that's very strange. Don't you get moronic too if you (laughs) you switch around? Yep. Yeah. Well, (laughs) there's another anagram with that, and I think it's um um uh, it it has something to do with the mRNA messenger, and it's Mm. like um um. Siran or something like that where you switch like a couple letters in it and it's I don't know and and coincidentally like we talked about yesterday Ryan they just so happened to skip the letters Z you know XI they skipped right over that and went right to this Omicron so uh, that was another kind of little weird thing when they go to naming these things right I feel like it's all I feel like it's all sigil magic Uh, so they have to put this all out there for their for it to become more potent, become to to realization. Like if they don't put it out there, there's not as many subconscious minds on top of it to make it manifest. See, they want these demons to come in from the other side. That's why they keep pushing it and pushing it. Because the more people that are subconsciously feeding into this, the more potent that the the magic is. So I mean that's that's the way I feel. That's why they're pushing it so hard right now with the astral world and I mean, people are waking up to it, but I, I, I kind of feel like it's too late. Well, considering, you know, the word Omicron, it kind of looks like it should say Omnicron. People might even be saying That's what it I was that about way. To say. You know, Omni is kind of like yeah. all, omnificent, yeah. But then also, you know, on the point of uh, of like new variants and whatnot, it's strange that this is coming in conjunction with Joe Biden saying on the Macy's Day Parade oh. that we're back. I mean, did you guys see that when Joe Biden took the call and he's like, he's like, oh, hey, um, Al Roker, I'm I'm at David Rubenstein's house, which is like the the CEO of the Carlisle Group, a.k.a. like the head, the people behind 9-11 and all that. So it's just weird that Joe Biden 
said, "Oh, we're back. America's back," and the Macy's Day Parade is a is a symbol of that. And and then now we have this new variant. Oh, this is interesting. So I'm, looking up Omicron, that's pretty. It's, it's Omicron. Pretty no, no, I know that, but I'm saying if you put in Omni, because that's what I kept thinking. I was like, this sounds too close to Omni. Oh, okay. so if you, and Kronos and stuff like that. So if you look up Omnicron, it's the king of monsters in the game called Nexamon. Uh, and if you look at the symbolism, it's almost like there is... Oh, I'm just trying to blow this up. It's almost Yo, and, like... And Dank, it's hilarious you say that about... Uh, it being like a monster because yes, I, I was talking about this with Ryan yesterday. I was reading and Moderna's president had a couple quotes. And one of them is what's most scary about this virus is it's managed to put all of its greatest hits into one Omicron variant mm -hmm. and then has maybe added 10 mutations that we don't even know what to think of yet. And then, oh, he, goes on, then he goes on to say the first data on Omicron scared the heck out of us because it was like a Frankenstein mixture of greatest hits. Like, so what I was saying to Ryan is they're like trying to personify this and like put it into that monster term. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. They want to make, it's all about fear. Well, yeah. Omni, Omnicron. I mean, that was a great uh, little snippet there, Dank, that I think we should highlight Omnicron all time. That's what that means. Cron right. meaning time chronology, yeah. Omni meaning all. So, or or most powerful, right? So, so yeah. that's just like, I in and, my opinion, it's like the cherry on the on the on the ice cream, you know? Like yeah, if you think about it, I, I just started posting stuff on Saturnalia because a lot of people don't quite understand how Saturnalia how it feeds into Tammuz and the harvest and everything and the the, the drinking of of blood, um, where they do sigils while they're drinking blood and they're manifesting the spirits, uh, you know, in thanks for the seasons. And then it falls into the time of Tammuz, which is uh, Yule, Yule Tide. And, it, you know, all these Christians are talking about Yule Tidings and all this stuff. They're out singing in front of your house, not realizing they're, they're singing paganism uh, rituals for everyone. So if you if I mean, honestly, when I when I look at this, it's like we, we're coming up. We just got done with Maybon, which Maybon originally was before Samhain. It was going into Samhain. But now we do it after Samhain. So it's at the end of Samhain. And uh, then we go straight into the Sardinalia festivals. And, and, and Samhain was right around ha uh, Halloween, right? Well, it started around the 13th of, of December, I mean, October. And then it fed into the 31st. And then it actually, I believe, goes into November 1st or maybe a couple days in. And then you get to Maybond right after that so it's like one festival after another where they put the they, they, it's all about the wicker man the sacrificing the children uh burning you know burning the children firstborns and stuff like that so that they can have longevity of life immortality and now we're in the days of noah's way i look at it because they're they're looking for immortality right now <laughs> you know and they're not even hiding the shit anymore like they're sending the phallus up to the moon and then they're now looking for immortality. So it's, it's feeding all into the same uh, Celtic druid um, witchcraft, uh, Nordic, Nordic sigil magic. And I'm sure NY Patriot can feed into that. <laughs> can y'all hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I can okay. hear you. I'm just Sorry. trying to think of like even Saturnalia or Saturn and Christmas. Well, like we said, a lot of and we were talking about how Christmas is on a Saturday this year. 
So is yeah. New Year's Day. Oh, New Year's. oh, yeah. New Year's. New Year's. Yeah. Unfortunately, falls on Saturn's day, and uh, it's going yeah. into a. Uh, you are two percent illuminated that day, and then a black moon the next day. I mean, the next day, and then I think one percent the day after that, going back into uh, you know seeing the moon again. But yeah, it's just uh, it seems you know Saturn has a lot of uh, you know all Saturn really is is the connection between the spirit world and here in my opinion. So, you know, death has a lot to do with it. You know, you, you, you know, if you're a spirit and you come into this world, you just died to the way that you used to be. And now you're in the flesh and vice versa. If you decide to leave, you will, you know, die to the flesh and become spirit. So what I don't even know what I'm getting at, but it's just when you, when you mentioned Saturn alien, Saturn, there's just so much shit to get into. It's like, I don't even know where to find it's a Pandora's box. It really is. Well, and you're and you're entering probably the biggest ritual month of them all, right? I mean, this is where they put a lot. Other than just even another thing, it, you know, and I I believe that the Texasist was onto something when he said that, uh, you know, a lot of the magical experiences I've had has neither been in complete darkness or with just one candle. I do believe that I think if it's dark enough, you can pop open your pineal gland easier. Now, as we go into winter, there is also more darkness than light during the day. So you have yeah. more time to practice that as well. No, no, he's right. It's winter solace, so this is the time yeah, where more uh, the magic is the darkest. <laughs> to, to, to do your magic, and, and honestly, in my opinion, what I get out of it, this is the time that you have more time to die to the flesh and cross over to the abyss and do your magic. Hey, Patriot, yeah. do you think that's why they still do the savings time out here? Because in all honesty, it doesn't make much sense. It doesn't make anymore. any sense at all. No. But it just no. it's almost like it's it's holding you down to one more hour of darkness in in where at least in our time zone. Yeah. The story I heard was that it was on and this sounds crazy. I think that it's it's just goofy enough to be real, is that like rich people did that so that they could golf more. It sounds yeah. crazy, but it makes more sense, dude. Every That's fucking rich dude likes golfing. It could be it, you never know. I don't know about that one. That's what I've heard. I mean, that's what I'm you saying. Right, I but I think I think I, I, I think daylight savings is a predecessor of golf, though. You know, from that standpoint, golf didn't get really big until like the late '80s. No, dude, it was around Scotland forever, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, but I mean, we're, we're talking mainstream. It wasn't mainstream until probably the the '80s or so. Yeah, I don't know. That's just something that I heard. I, I don't know. And I, when did daylight savings come about? Oh, that that was post World War II. Okay, it was, so originally, it was for the farmers. They yeah, said, yeah. you know, it was to get. It, but in all honesty, farmers don't give a shit about that. They work off the sun. They're not well, working the, off well, the, the whole clock. almanac is based off astrology anyway. Yeah, they're not working off a clock. They're working off the sun. So they're not going to – whatever time you tell them on a clock, they're going to rise and, and, and fall at the same time no matter what. So, well, my yeah. state here, Arizona, is the only state that doesn't participate in that shit. I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's strange. Your state does a couple weird things. Didn't you not have MLK Day too for a while? I I believe it. Honestly, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty conservative. Well, Phoenix, I mean, I've had Corey Daniels on the show, who I definitely think you should have on, Ryan. He broke down how Phoenix is all 
built by Freemasonry. And that's not to say like that means that any of that's evil, but they definitely are unique in the sense that like their capital city was designed um, with wholeheartedly with Freemasonic intentions. And then also it's the confluence of six rivers. So I don't want to get on the whole Phoenix tangent, but it is a strange place for many, mm -hmm. many reasons. It is. There's a lot of weird stuff in pop culture about it too. Like that last man on earth. I think we talked about this before that, that, uh, you know, show the last person alive is in my city in Tucson. You know what I mean? It's very weird. It's a bum city kind of, I mean, it's not a bum city. There's like a million people that live here, but it's not a big city by any means. You know what I mean? Like you come here, you kind of get like that mix of a big city or like a normal size city with a small town vibe. A lot of people are very nice to each other. Where'd Jason go? Um, but yeah, it's just it's a weird, weird situation. Sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, you and your sports teams all have that Jesuit vibe to it. You got the Suns, you got the Rising, you got the Cardinals. It's lots of snakes, lots of yeah. cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals, like they can be like the, tied in with the Vatican. You've got the Sidewinders, which yep. is like a small baseball team, which I'm sure you know about, Matt. The Diamondbacks, obviously. Um, what else do we have? We have the Suns, we have the Coyotes, which you know, not much there other than like the Mexican shit, uh, with like the the you know, smugglers. We got the Sun Devils, we have the Toros, yeah, which is the Bulls. Um, hey, I mean, the Sun Devils, dude. Sorry, I interrupted you. What do you oh, got? no, sorry. I was gonna say, fucking Kyle Rittenhouse is trying to go to ASU, he's trying to be a Sun Devil now. They won't let him in, right? They're trying to boycott it. Yeah, they're trying to keep him out of there. Sorry yeah. to, to freak Sorry, out. Him, but I, yeah. uh, I, I hope this isn't too late, but I found a, a suitable explanation. I don't know if you guys are going to find it suitable. It's interesting, but um, Daylight Savings Time was initially conceived to save on candles. <laughs> and also, it was a way of standardizing uh, the timekeeping in ancient Rome. And it didn't really become like an international thing until World War One, and most countries abandoned it except for Canada, UK, France, Ireland, and the United States. And then during World War Two, it was it became standardized again. So it's definitely it's definitely like murky. The Wikipedia they don't really give you a full explanation other than like, hey, we thought it could save on coal. We thought it could save on. We don't well, have the great wax shortage of 1900. What's that? Didn't you mention something about Rome thought it was ancient know? Rome? So yeah. it says here that Romans kept time with water clocks and they would use Rome's latitude to derive sunrise. So that kind of standardized it. They used uh, the, the latitude of Rome and then they would start at 902 solar time and they would make adjustments in the winter using that latitude so it's kind of like uh the idea with the prime meridian but horizontal you know not a, uh, a longitude a, a latitude well i'm going to say from experience it sucks when it gets dark at 4 30 in the afternoon there's nothing worse man right mark you think that might have something to do with the recession you well, know like, it doesn't i mean here's the thing though that i've always been confused on but the zodiac recession that might go along with it, and that's why I they think, take time to fuck it all up to where it's not matching up. Almost. It may be that, but also, I mean, you guys have—I've never, but I, you guys might have been on vacations on the equator, right? And the sun sets at the same time 
all year round on the equator, right? Isn't that the truth? Or am I just, is that just some stupid thought I've had for some reason? That's true, right? I have no idea. I think so. so I mean, so, I've had that too, but now you have me questioning. I'm like yeah. fucking Truman. I haven't left my little bubble. <laughs> me neither. So I'm, I'm pretty certain, and we could all just sound like jackasses right now, but I'm pretty certain that the equator, uh, the sun sets at 6 p.m. all year round. Um, it makes sense I, because you know in Alaska and stuff they have like the month of darkness and the month right. of shit, daylight and shit. Like the, the further poles. away from the equator, the more variation there is. Sure. And uh, and then yeah, as you go, yeah, up, Mark, it varies by eleven minutes throughout the year max. So yeah, so, it's essentially the same all year. So I think you know this goes to a concept that, and forgive me for not remembering the guest that brought it up, but. There's this concept about the North versus the uh, South, like the not the Civil War, but like people who live in the northern climate who have to deal with the cold climate coming yearly have to rely on a top down pyramidal structure of organization, whereas people who live closer to the equator and have all year round to work and harvest they can afford to live in a more, um, you know, equal society with less of a top-down hierarchy. And this conflict was like very present in the pre-flood times, and has bled over into our what we would call post-flood times. I think it was Corey Daniels to bring him up twice, but yeah, it was uh, it was definitely it dawned on me the the severe difference and how that could play a role in you know a culture over time you know whether they're in the colder climates or in the warmer climates it has a significant effect and you see that throughout history cultures that have lived in warm climates for the most part uh have <laughs> resulted to like you know destruction self-destruction whether it's through cataclysm or through uh you know straight up self-destruction sacrificing people you know that whole thing hmm. never been to never been to the to the equator but i can tell you right now like from living in colorado and being from florida more shit happens in florida where there's it's hotter for longer uh shit seems to to go down a lot more there like there's more like crazy people fights everywhere you go so i, I could definitely see as it is as uh more sun meaning more destructive so I can attest to that. I wonder how we got to this from where we were before. We were talking about Omnicron. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> Somehow we got to daylight savings and it threw everything off, man. That's all right. Well, welcome to the master debate. I start seeing Ryan's eyes go back and forth like, like okay, I lost him. <laughs> I've seen this before. <laughs> No, no. I mean, it makes sense. I, I must have misheard you. I thought that you were saying that the colder climates uh, do the destructing more often. No, no. I, I think I think what it is is it's a little bit of both. So the colder climates are more um, structured and able to defeat those warmer climates. And those warmer climates are more abundant, the, the cultures from those warmer climates. They get a little lazy. And they end up, you know, imploding from the inside, whether through you know, war or invasion or whatever, but okay. most of the time it's, it's implosion. I'm pretty sure. 
but I, I'm generalizing so much at this point that I, I, well, I mean, people should go listen to that interview <laughs> to get the thing <laughs> that I'm referring to. If you want to, if you want to bring it back to the Omic uh, the Omicron, um, where do y'all think this is headed? You know, as we're going into the winter, they're trying to make everyone panic. They're making the markets dip. They're trying to crash the dollar. And, and, and I, when I say dollar, I mean physical money in general and yeah. bring this all back to the cube, the crypto. And so where do y'all think this is going to gonna end up? I mean, I've, I've told everyone on all the podcasts I've been on is uh, I've had a dream uh, back in January last year that we were going to be locked down. There's going to be intercoms where they're telling us what to do over the intercoms. And we're going we're gonna to be told we can't leave our house like straight up martial law. So where do y'all think this is going to end up? Because, I, I mean, that's I've, I've given my opinion, honestly. I think I we're going to be that can happen this generation. Honestly, I don't think that that can happen within 20, maybe 50 years. But I think that that is the end game for sure. I think that they do want to have a black mirror society type situation where, yeah, people aren't able to leave their houses to get their slots where they're allowed to leave throughout the day. The rural areas are going to be completely empty or maybe even like, you know, Everyone's going to live in, in uh, you know, in Mars or in a spaceship or something. And Earth's going to be reserved for people that can afford to come here and visit or, or can afford to live here. That's real far in the future, I would say. But, I mean, it's it's hard to really know. But what I was looking into with the, like, how the Nazis were messing around with this stuff. They were taking this ancient bacteria. I think that the pronunciation of it is Bucella. Um, and they were taking an ancient bacteria and they were trying to synthesize it. And they ended up being able to do this before Paperclip went down. And they crystallized this ancient bacteria and they brought it over. And the symptoms of this thing are exactly like a flu. We're talking fatigue, talking achiness, talking all kinds of stuff. That sounds exactly like a flu. And that's what we see here with, with COVID. Um, so are you thinking that they have an apocalypse? Uh, they're just waiting to, to release the apocalypse variant? Or... Well, so I don't know, but I find it just fascinating that the Nazis were messing with this stuff. Obviously, the United States bought some of those Nazis. They brought them over here and they yeah. said, like, hey, like, let's see what you guys are doing. They have this technology. And what's fascinating is when I'm reading this stuff about this Bucella, it's a Bucellosis, I think, is the, uh, the, the crystallized synthetic version, which they were the first ever to take an ancient bacteria and make it so that they can continue reproducing it. Um, this the whole thing with this it's it it can't be detected with normal medical equipment so this is where the pcr test comes in you know what i mean they were and and also what was fascinating to me when i'm looking into this is that it's not uh it's it it acts more like a parasite so this is why ivermectin tends to do very well with it ivermectin was a, a anti-parasitic horse medication when it was first invented and now, you know, people people changed it up so that, you know, humans can use it. But this stuff, bottom line is this stuff is is a Nazi bioweapon, dude. This is what they were using it for. The Nazis just weren't able to get it off um, and, and to use it. But with Operation Paperclip, which everyone fucking knows about. I mean, this was on the X-Files, right? Everyone knows about Paperclip. Um, well, let me throw a curve. Let me, throw, let me interject. Let me throw a curveball at you. Yeah. So you think this is going to happen 50 years from now? So you have to first take into the account, first of all, they're pumping people full of graphene oxide, and I've posted a lot of shit on this, on what it can actually do to you and what you can become. You, know, you can become a battery. 
And then take into the concept that they're wanting to put chips in our brains that have graphene in them. And then take into the concept that IBM just came out with a 127 qubit superconducting computer. And it's only going to get faster from here on. Um, they're pulling stuff from the other side at, at an immense pace. Even CERN has even said that their job for humanity, to, for the good of humanity, is to bring stuff from the other side using these supercomputers and bring it onto our side, which is called scrying or divination, uh, whichever one you, you want to say they're doing both, and, and then put into the concept of singularity. Once the, once the computers become to a certain point, they will rewrite their own software, and they will, uh, they will outpace us. So if you, if you think about it, they had a 60-qubit supercomputer called the D-Wave, now they have 127 qubit. The next is going to be even, even greater. Every qubit that they add is double the processing speed. So, I mean, we're moving at already a fast pace. It's only going to speed up from here. Yeah. So I think, I, I think by 2050, we're not going to be here. That's my perception. I think the robots will be so far, far advanced. They'll have already outsmarted us by 2035 at least. It's Maybe possible, and that's why they call it Agenda 2030 and all that. But, yeah, dude, like the, yeah. the whole thing with these prions, this is what this whole uh, Busella became to be known as. And, uh, it, you know, prions, we've heard this, this term before, and it supposedly modifies your genetics. This is why when people have intense cases of COVID, they're left with, like, a lost sense of smell. They lose some of their neuro, neurological, you know, strengths or properties or whatever. Uh, lack of taste, lack of smell, lack of whatever, you know, you, you feel a little like kind of discombobulated, feel a little goofy um, constantly after you've been really sick with this. Um, the mRNA vaccines are supposed to modify our genetics. They're supposed to modify the gene pool and our DNA. I honestly do think that if this, if, if my, you know, with the stuff that I'm looking into right now is actually real, I actually do think that the vaccines are supposed to either create this this thing that that this ancient bacteria is supposed to do, or like maybe expedite the process, like or, a parasite. It's an ancient, yeah, it's an ancient uh, bacteria that has parasitic properties. So it's it's very interesting. The name of it, if you guys want to look into it at all, it's uh, Brucella, or I'm sorry, Brucella, B R U C E L L A, and then the. Um, the bacteria that's extracted from it is brucellosis. So it's the same thing, but it's just osis, right, at the end. And it's it's fascinating, dude, just looking into it real quick. I just, I've been looking into it for about 30 minutes, honestly. But the, the, the connections there are so interesting and they seem to be so on point with the names, down to the name, down to saying that like you can't detect this with normal uh, medical equipment. You know, and they're using words back then in 2010. This guy that wrote this book, Jim Mars, using terms like this novel way that this that this virus attacks your neurological system. We heard of this whole thing as a novel coronavirus, right? The the terminology used 10 years ago in this book is on point with what we're seeing right now. It's it's just it it's there's too many coincidences there for me. I think, man, when it boils down to it, anytime they come out with one of these variants, it's for one thing and, or two things. One, to push the fear button again and stoke things up a little bit because, you know, honestly, COVID was kind of dying down. The narrative is is waning. And so they got to hype it back up and they got to push boosters. Right. And they have to put mm -hmm. they're they're 
they have to get the vac- unvaccinated to get the vaccine because otherwise <clears throat> that large un- anti- unvaccinated group is your control group. And the control group is showing great signs so far. They're showing heavy resistance to the virus. They're not showing at, at making it as communicable, uh, you know, as those that are vaccinated. So that control group is throwing off their whole narrative. So they need to get everyone vaccinated in order to get this thing to work. Because as long as there's a large number of holdouts that can be that control group to say, hey, listen, it's it's not us. It's the vaccinated that all these variants are coming from. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. you know their their plan is foiled, and that's why you see them bumbling right now because they're they're running out of options, and that's why they're pushing this climate change shit so heavy too because they have to find that next narrative. Once this thing fizzles out and they they you know it's done and they can't milk it anymore, they have to find that next cash cow. It's a little concerning too that the with the viral shedding right because like like we were talking about yesterday, Matt. There's two sets of facts with everything that you look into. So you as an anti-COVID vaxxer and myself and just about, I would say, everyone in this group here, we're all saying that the anti-vaxxers or the anti-COVID vaxxers are healthier than the vaccinated. You can say that and you can be correct, but someone can bring you a different set of of statistics that is pro-vax and you guys are both right and wrong at the same time. So we don't know what the fuck's going on. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not saying that anyone should go get the shots, but I'm saying that, like, like we don't know, dude, and we're not going to know. I, I think that it's very unfortunate that the FDA and the and the big pharma companies aren't going to release the data until 2076. Yeah, It lets you know that it's a giant experiment, and yeah. we're just not going to know. And that's why we're the control group, and we're so crucial to this, because if we can hold out and, and, and keep that group intact, it's going to blow up the narrative. You know, I mean, and they're still alive. Obviously, it's not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, here's well, and an that's here's an interesting thing, Patriot. Ryan and I were talking about this yesterday. There's there's a rumor going around out there that the vaccines are labeled one, two, and three, right? So in the barcode or somewhere, they're labeled one, two, and three. One is basically a placebo. It's saline. There's nothing in it. Two is the mRNA vaccine, and then three is essentially cancer. Um, and, and they're distributing those marked vials out, you know, I, I don't know how much faith I put into it, but looking at the way they, you know, way they could control things. And then on top of it, the rumor is of course, that they're sending threes all over to the red States to poison the red state, you know, like the whole division. Very possible. But I just found that, you know, Ryan and I talked about that yesterday, found that real interesting that that's, you know, it's out there, but from a, you know, a probability standpoint, it might be low, but a possibility standpoint, that is just fascinating. Well, it's diabolical. It's a, it's a very insidious method of, of, you know, really kind of like hacking into, you know, the, the nurses and the pharmacists that are administering the vaccinations, they don't know. They're not, it's not like they're like, oh, this is like, it's like a white uh, pharmacist or like, oh, this black guy, I'm going to give him a three so he can die. You know, it's <laughs> not like they know at all. They're just people that are like taking a random, a random vial which, like Matt said, may have something in the barcode which labels it in some some fashion, and then they give it to someone. Maybe maybe three people in the same family are getting a one, two, and a three. You know, it's not like you know, it, no one fucking knows. And and that, I, that's why, like Matt said, I think that's an interesting theory. 
Yo, it is so horrible right now with people with the, the shots and the boosters that, I mean, let's be real. We could be up to the seventh booster. It could literally actually be poison to kill you. People could walk up there, get jabbed with it, drop dead and die. And the news will say, well, they already had the variant. They're getting the booster for So that's what killed them. It was because he had COVID. And people would still yep. fucking believe it. Well, look at the news. Literally be getting, kill you, and motherfuckers will die, and people will still think they need to go get it. That's how. But look at the Omicron. Are. When the Omicron came out, what did they say? They said, "Oh, it's it's uh it's thirty mutations, and it's evading the vaccine." Yeah, like you know, right now, So, like, like my Patriot said, like, if you had like eighty of these booster shots, they're gonna come out and say that. Well, this one just uh, – you died from the new one, the new variant. Well, and another thing, said, it's, it's not only vaccine-resistant, it's resistant to the ivermectins and the hydroxychloroquines and things too. This is what they were oh. saying. I forget the, I forget oh. the umbrella term for it's those. It's after the kids. It's taking it's it's, it's uh, on the kids after they just had the 5 to 11 uh, approval. Yeah, yeah. Now it's going after the kids. This is bullshit, man. Yo, what's I heard another – Johnson shot. Does anybody know anything about that? Is what's that, that? One's available? One? The Johnson and Johnson, the one yeah. shot. Yeah. Well, what's, what's interesting about that Patriot is, is I saw two newspaper headlines and on November 24th, there was a headline out of South Africa saying they were telling Johnson and Johnson to put a halt on any shipping to them that they were good right now. And then on November 25th is when the variant all of a sudden popped up in South Africa. Now, it could just be a coincidence, but it's yeah. along the same lines of what they did in Haiti when the Haitian president said, you know, oh, we're good. We don't want any of the vaccines. And then the next day he's assassinated. You know, it's you know, the, you know, the funny thing about the South African variant that just popped up, everyone was using South Africa as the place saying, hey. Uh, all all the, 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 the truth or community was talking about, well, South Africa has been low, they had the lowest vaccination rate, yet they had the lowest infection rate. Now they're saying, oh, they have a, vac a variant that's going to come and kill everyone because they haven't been getting vaccinated. So I thought that was kind of strange, um, a strange coincidence that they happened to be the one that they attacked. Yeah. The reason I brought it up, and I, I don't know how true it is, my, my wife's in the medical field, and someone that she knows who's in the medical field said that... Uh, the Johnson and Johnson ones wasn't really being pushed anymore or used because it uh, it was actually different than the other ones, and you don't need a booster, so they can't make any money off of it. It's now, not. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. That Johnson. Yeah, it's, it's one of, right, Ryan. Yeah, it's one of the ones that's not an mRNA shot. Yeah, yeah so, so Moderna and pushing that one, and it's been the other ones they've been telling P Pfizer and everybody Moderna else. Pfizer, yeah. Those are the ones that are going to keep on needing you to get something. Well, Pfizer, BioNTech, BioNTech. I don't know if you guys remember, like when they said that Pfizer was cleared by you know the FDA. Now it's, it's safe to take the one that was actually you know the legit one that you could take safely with some backing by the FDA if something goes wrong was a BioNTech vaccine which hasn't been created yet. I mean, that's still in the works. And, and Pfizer teamed up with BioNTech, so they call it the Pfizer-BioNTech. But that's really two vaccines, two separate shots. Moderna is another one of those um, uh, mRNA ones. And then you have the AstraZeneca, which who knows what the fuck happened with that. They're just off okay. the map now. 
and then Johnson and Johnson, those two, those last two I mentioned were more traditional vaccines. And yeah, like you said, but I, I was watching this, I watched this hour long interview with Fauci, which was rough to watch. And he was saying that people that took the Johnson and Johnson can actually take boosters. So they'll take their second shot. Um, the, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if we're crossing things up here. And I think, and this is like the last little uh, thought that I wanted to throw out about this. Um, it's very possible too, that what, what they're doing with these boosters is they're making it so that these people that are taking them become dependent on taking a booster shot every six months. And then you're going to start seeing those people that don't go through with the boosters drop like flies because they're not getting their drugs to stay alive. You know what I mean? Oh, that's an interesting take. I don't know. One thing that uh, one thing that Michael Wan and I were talking about on our recent episode of Your Handbook for the Apocalypse was uh, how you know it was pretty obvious from the beginning if you know anything about genetic modification and what happens when they genetically modify an organism uh, as far as patents and ownership goes it seemed pretty obvious to to me and and mike said the same thing uh that you know they're doing exactly that they're trying to buy your immune system out from under you in a victimization model kind of way the same way that they use this parasitic capitalism it's not capitalism itself. It's the, it's the tactics through which they operate in this capitalist system. It's a form of parasitism. And yeah, I think, you know, it was pretty obvious to me from the beginning that it was a play to buy your body. And if you consider, you know, everything that the people in the sovereign citizens community talk about with, you know, your social security number being, uh, you know, your sort of corporate body, and, you know, your God-given body is, is you know, not something that the United States has rights over. So they have to make you forfeit your own rights with these sort of loopholes. I think this is another way of, you know, taking that sort of God-given right as a free, uh, you know, sovereign being away from us, you know, in a more insidious way by saying, like, now you can't afford your own health without our help and if you're not on our schedule of medicine you're not going to be able to last and obviously the brave few who don't take the vax are going to be okay but you know if you study this whole germ sort of science you know and you get too far into it you find out that you know these people can become incubators for more yeah. dangerous bacteria and viruses that then w would have a dangerous effect on us uh, people were, who, who chose wisely to, you know, go with our immune systems as it naturally was given to us by God or by yeah. creation, you know, and I think that, you know, one thing that I want to do is just maybe expose myself more and more to people in that area so that it doesn't hit me as hard. Cause it seems to me like from just from experience, like getting dirty and all that it only helps your immune system you know it's the kids that like go overboard at least growing up it was the kids that went overboard with the disinfectant that were always sick it was the kids whose parents were too yeah, bubble boys exactly yep. and like you know people who are like a little bit more like probably most of us is you know you realize pretty quickly that like oh yeah if i get a little cut it heals you know and then you're not afraid of getting cut you know but i think what we have is this hypochondria that is a real mental illness and i think it's being 
pushed now as a, a perspective, as a way to see the world, a way to interact with the world through this hypochondriatic lens. You want to see a way to look at the world, go to Ryan's lib TikTok website, and that's the way <laughs> to see the world, man. You want to see the creatures? That is the beacon of mental illness right there. It's the underbelly of society, dude. It's fucking crazy. Mark, you mentioned something. Have you heard of Luc Montagnier, the French virologist? Uh, no. Oh, maybe, but not that the name doesn't ring a bell. Please tell me more. So he's supposed, I mentioned him in my uh, frequency episode that I just did. And he is one of right. the discoverers of HIV. And he, you know, the, the best fucking gift to this medical industry, the medical industrial complex is lowering the immune systems of the world population, not just the American population, because these companies do operations all around the world. But the guy, this Luc Montagnier, the, again, the dis, one of the discoverers of HIV, was saying that he feels that COVID was an in like an indirect result of uh, a vaccine for AIDS. Supposedly, in his mind, they were trying to create a vaccine for AIDS. Uh, we know that AIDS fucks with your immune system as well, right? Lowers your immune system, makes it so you can die from a cold or a flu or whatever. But his direct quote here, this Luc Montagnier guy. He says the presence of elements of HIV and germ of malaria in the genome of COVID are highly suspect and could not have occurred naturally. So, I mean, this is a this is something I think that that he's he's on the right track. This dude, he's a, a major you know pharmaceutical dude, but he believes in like the healing power of frequencies. That's why I cited him in my frequency episode. Um, and he's getting he's fallen under a lot of scrutiny by the mainstream medical you know scientism type people and he's a very very interesting cat but he's been talking about like yeah dude the the medical industrial complex wants to ruin the immune systems of people because that's the best way you can cash in so many different ways that way oh it's 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 and it's never ending right and that's the whole purpose of our medical system is to get you in and keep you in because mm -hmm. they don't you know if, if they cure you you are lost profit and you know i know that firsthand i was in that system for three, four years and realized it's a, it's a big scam. They just want to get you on as many prescriptions as possible and just mask your symptoms, right? There's no incentive for them to cure anything. And how many incentives are them to, are, are there for them to sell you the medications, man? I used to date a chick that her dad was a major, like he was one of the best fucking reps for Pfizer. And like this dude will win trips to Hawaii because he sold the most fucking drugs. And like what they do, like the, the doctor's, aren't necessarily evil because they're subscribing this medic or prescribing this medication to you. Uh, it's because they're, they're told that this will work. You know, the salesmen at Pfizer and Moderna are doing their job so efficiently that they have these medical professionals, the doctors and the nurses thinking that, that, you know, Hey, I'm doing this in good conscience. I'm doing this in good faith. I'm, I'm prescribing this to a patient that I want to come back and see me. I want him to refer uh, other patients to me. So, you know, let's give them this drug that, that my uh, trusty pharma pharmacist fucking, you know, told me to, to, to prescribe. Yeah, but they have a huge they have a huge financial incentive, too, because for every prescription they prescribe, they're getting a kickback. Big you know? kickback. That's, that's where the system's broken. The fact, you know, it's the same way that these corporations can uh, lobby to politicians. I mean, it's the same thing. If, if the, if the companies can lobby to the doctors and the politicians, they have both ends of the spectrum covered and we're just the subject stuck in the middle.
And, and that is true fascism. Yeah, and you have to choose. Do you want to participate in the system mm-hmm. or do you want to do it outside the system? And, you know, you're, you're, you could put yourself at risk by going into the system more so than avoiding it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So look up, you can look up a guy named uh, Stan Islaw Brzezinski. He was a Romanian uh, chemist who actually had a peptide cure for cancer. And the FDA went after him for years, and it took them – I forgot how many cases. Uh, I don't have it fresh on my mind. But he cured cancer. Like, there were people pleading, like, don't stop the treatment. Like, you saved my kid's life and all this stuff. And it was done in Texas, and the FDA kept going after him and going after him until they finally had something they could stick him with and put him in prison. It was a Romanian dude. But he actually had to cure for cancer using, like, plasma and peptides or something like that. I had to look it up. I might post it later, but – um, There's a Dr. Rife they, that they did some stuff with frequencies. It is, I haven't heard of him. It is interesting but they, they've had that, that AIDS and cancer are being mentioned in the same breath because there is a sort of link. Um, I was just looking up what you said, Ryan, because I know I had read it before. And in my book, Conspiracies and Secret Societies by Brad Steger. And I Sherry have that Steger. book too. Right. So you know that. Then Robert Gallo also claimed to discover that. And he's the guy who proposed the, the monkey jumping virus theory where the, the AIDS came from a monkey. And he was like kind of, who knows, maybe a shill who was going against this, uh, this other guy, the French guy. But it's interesting. They go on to say that, you know, during Richard Nixon's uh, presidency, Fort Detrick had uh, partnered with the National Cancer Institute, and it was the president's war on cancer. I don't know if some of the older guys here were old enough to remember that. Probably not. I don't know. I don't have off the top of my head. You're all. No of one's alive during Nixon here. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, um, it also united the Army's DNA and genetic engineering programs with anti-cancer research and molecular biology projects. So this was when they created the CIA, or I'm sorry, the CDC uh, anti-cancer research program. And this is when a lot of this stuff probably started, in my opinion, when uh, Richard Nixon put all this emphasis on the war on cancer you know, they actually went and created things that would provoke more cases of cancer because the medical malpractice industry has been making money off of cancer treatment through radiation since World War II. It's like a, a discovery of the or post-World War II era. Well, think about the foresight there, too, because cancer wasn't really prevalent until very recently. I mean, obviously, there were cases but in the 80s, it was all about AIDS. That was like the 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 flashy, like the cool thing to die of. You know what I mean? Like it, as crazy as that sounds, like South Park has the joke where it's like no one gives a fuck about AIDS anymore because it's all about cancer. You know what I mean? Like now it's cancer. Now it's fucking COVID, dude. Like you have cancer, you're trying to get a checkup. Well, sorry, we got a fucking you, you know, know this has COVID. Let so me, sorry. Let me interject real quick. So. Cancer, it's funny y'all brought up cancer and COVID together. So, you know, the, the before there was a COVID vaccine, which I, I'm telling you, it's not a vaccine, it's gene therapy. Uh, they used graphene oxide for the, for the process, for the, for the delivery system to uh, get inside the cells so that they can then 
change it inside from the inside out. Now, the cancer mRNA, they admitted, I posted this a while back, but they admitted that they used graphene oxide as a delivery system. And that, that was the only way that they could attack the cancer cells directly. They could, uh, they could pinpoint the cancer and using the graphene oxide because it's magnetic. They could use a magnet and go direct, make the graphene go directly to the source. And then once it's there, the graphene oxide acts so that outside the cell, it'll open up so that the medicine can then be taken inside of the cell walls and then change the cells from the inside out and therefore attacking the cancer and actually uh, killing it from the inside out. And then COVID came out. So they said they use a, they'll use the same uh, technology, but they say graphene oxide is not in the, uh, the, the COVID shot, which we all know is a lie because mm-hmm. that's what makes the mRNA possible because without the graphene oxide, they cannot change it from within. And that's what makes the DNA uh, – acceptable to being changed because it opens it up because of the graphene and then it can go inside and then uh reprogram it. and then uh, elon musk actually said we can change you into a butterfly if we wanted to uh, i saw a video where he said you know going going through the gene therapy we can actually change your dna and make you into a butterfly we can make you into whatever we want so i mean yeah, it's just funny you mentioned cancer because you. say what and he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. You know, it's what funny I mean? he mentions yeah. butterfly considering the project monarch, right? I mean, come on, now. <laughs> that's what I, I don't thought think too. That's, that's an accident. Yeah, it's a little on the nose now that you say that. Yeah, dude, Jason, okay, I'm so, telling you, man, I'm telling you, look into that that Brucella stuff. Look into. No, I'm, it. I'm gonna look into it. I haven't looked into that, but also also check this out. So HIV and cancer were what started the mRNA project with graphene oxide. Because um, it started in like 2012, I want to say, 2010, 2012, because uh, they, they had the graphene, but they ended up giving it over to CERN. Now, CERN's always in the middle of the, the mix uh, because they deal with nanoparticles. So they made it possible to make the therafluid for this, uh, this mixture of graphene in order to, to use it as a delivery system. So, I mean, CERN's in the middle of all this shit. And, yes, they uh, they do Saturnalia dances and shit. So we're coming up on the eve of uh, of their, their worship. Damn. What do you got, Patriot? It's wild. It's wild. He said Saturnalia. Yeah. Well, was Saturnalia, that, yeah, I mean, and, and you're going to see it more and more, right, as we approach? Coming up, December 17th to December 23rd. Yep. And they do, a, they do a dance. They call it the physics dance. And it's funny because they have the, the dancing Shiva in front of it. And I just posted this a couple of days ago, but they said it's because it, it, it goes into uh, the Niraj or whatever they call it. I don't know how to pronounce it in the Indian, uh, the Indian language, but... Uh, the Niraj is a, the form of Shiva where it dances, and it's the physics, the atoms. Uh, that, that's the reason they chose that particular form of Shiva was because it's, it's all about physics. Um, and then they're also mixing in Saturnalia with all this shit. Sure. And you got the metaverse coming in with the avatars, which I just posted something about the avatars, yeah. where they believe the avatars are, are, are they're Elohim. They're, they're, they're deities that come down. They're, they're, they're gods of creation. And so when you go into the metaverse or the omniverse, you are a, an Elohim. You're, you're a true living God of creation. You're creating stuff inside this fake-ass world. And that's, that's the oldest lie that Satan gave when he, when he had Eve eat the apple. 
So I, I think it's really funny how all this shit it, cir- it circles. It always comes back right 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 around to uh, the Garden of Eden. Yeah, and you keep, keep hearing change, right, Jay, over and over and over. And one of the things that's that yeah. when when you said that it kind of clicked with me. We got Facebook changing to Meta. We got Dorsey leaving Twitter, so there's going to be a change there. It seems like there's a Saturn lot. Saturn would all go along with that too. What's that? Saturn would all go along with that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's yeah. it's yeah, like yeah. It, energy, it's yeah. eating into that energy, and and there's I'm, just change all around. You know, you remember back. This is this is wild. If you can actually catch what I'm what I'm telling you to picture here, do you remember back uh, when they were all bending the knee constantly? They had pictures of them all bending the knee with they African garb on, and they're yeah. like in a row, in a row, all bending the knee together. When you mm-hmm. genuflect, that's allegiance. Yeah, when you genuflect, you are creating a square with your legs on the floor. Now oh, you do. When you do a ritual, you are supposed to have a double-cubed altar. That will be two cubes. When you genuflect, that makes the third fucking cube. Saturn is the third sphere on the tree, and it's associated with the moon. Three, three, and three is now nine. That is the sphere for the moon. Since then, since those cocksuckers have been making people bend the knee, they have been symbolizing Saturn ever since... Mm -hmm. That is all Saturn symbolism, all that shit. You know how you can also look at it? Waves. You know how there's Saturn is very much waves, wave-like, you know, radio waves, Mm -hmm. things that we can't see, stuff that penetrates your mind. There is different types of waveforms, and one of them is square. And if everybody was genuflecting in front of each other, it's going to look just like that as well. So I'm not yeah, even trying man. to make a, I'm not even trying to make a joke here, but what did it mean when Nancy Pelosi couldn't stand up after she back? Need some more root lube for those robotic legs. It's you know? just it's the lady. Well, you know I mean, it's funny though. Know, they just said that they had they had uh, frequencies. NASA was talking. They had frequencies that they just uh, picked up on coming from Saturn's rings, and I think it's funny because. It's it's uh I believe it I, I believe it's the key to the universe. Uh Tesla said three six nine. Well the rings are negative three six nine. So I believe it's the keys of the universe. I believe that's why they're in Antarctica. I believe that's why the Nazis went to Antarctica because that is the that is the uh that's the, the bifrost. That's why they, they had the cube, the cube sending out neutrinos out uh and particles at high speed out to I think it's the Saturn. Honestly, they're trying to create a bifrost like Odin and Thor in them. I mean, <laughs> I, I, that's what I believe. I mean, even, I, y'all can even three six nine is that Saturn then Tiferet. Which, <laughs> exactly. That's the, that's the center sphere on the tree that every magician is supposed to be at. That's perfect balance. And then nine mm-hmm. with the moon, Saturn and the moon are always fucking together somehow. And now they're throwing in six, which would be Tiferet. That'd be like perfect balance of both, I would think. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, and there's yeah. and there's talk, right, that Saturn is the previous sun. So yeah, that would make Ooh. sense how it's tied with the moon because then you have the two poles, right? And, and so what's y'all's opinion on Apophis in well, 2029? Before we, before we go go there, Saturn is also <laughs> lead in alchemy and graphene. Yeah. Lead. Yes. I mean graphene call. oxide and lead are pretty similar. Yeah. And they also use graphite for pencils. What else did they use for pencils? Lead. Right. So See, there's, yeah, if you're going to, 
if you're going in between the spirit world and the physical world, you're going to need something heavy to fucking ground you. That's so what I will, associated with the lead. That's what I've said a lot Absolutely. that maybe they're trying to anchor us in this dimension with the graphene oxide, putting it that's in our bloodstreams. I, I honestly you know? believe that that's the whole thing with this vaccine. It's like instead of you know the whole alchemy lead to gold, they're putting lead into us to get lower our vibration, <laughs> to bring is, us into that negative space, the the lower half of the the tree of life. Which well, CERN did the same thing. They turned lead to gold. That's funny, man. And you, I, and you I, said it before, Jay, too. You said, you said that shit about uh, how, you know, if you can't die, how can your soul regenerate? You can't, you can't reincarnate. Yeah. You can't reincarnate. Or you are essentially trapped. So if they get that graphene into you, that lead it's into you, you are trapped. Yeah. And I just put a That's I just I, put a, a a post out about there's a, a movie with Marky Mark or whatever the fuck his name is Mark Wahlberg uh, yeah Mark Wahlberg and he had a, a video Marky Mark did. we all know that yeah we we old I guess uh, Infinite though the movie was called Infinite it had the Ouroboros Infinity symbol like Meta and the funny thing about it was they were going back in time they were trying to mark people before they were able or they were trying to start reincarnation. And I thought it was funny because I was like, damn, I actually said that shit not too long ago. It's like they they want to stop the reincarnation. They want to stop the 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 force that God has put us put us under and put it under uh their own force and then make themselves immortal. That's where the infinity sign comes in. They want to stop reincarnation though. I that's what I think, man. I, I think that's uh well, if you think pretty about, I don't even read about it. Elon Musk, man, that dude is a psycho. If you think about all of <laughs> religion my mic just fell. If you think about all the religion, it's been aimed to say, okay, prophecy stopped here. Why is that? Because exactly. for the longest time, there was so much turnover. You know, a new guy would be like, oh, I, I saw the truth. Everybody follow me to my new religion. And, and over time, you know, it became a way to control people by saying, no, 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 there's only one prophet. So you can't go off and start your own offshoot religion can't be a copycat you can't be a biter and take our yeah. tenants and apply it you know so this whole theme but if you think about it if you think about how society moves right we went from developing on a moral societal level where those sorts of religious prophets who gave us social constructs to live our lives through in a better way those were necessary at the time now as we head towards the age we're in now you have different types of revelation hitting people the revelation of technology, people like Tesla, you know, people who have these incredible ideas that inspire them to invent things that change the world. That's still going is, on. You know, that are they, are they being inspired, the genius though? is something that they're still playing with. You know, it used to be suppression hmm. of the profit. Now it's suppression of the genius. And it's by hooking us into this metaverse and disconnecting us from our source. Well, if you look at it like this, I believe they're scrying, they're doing divination, they're getting their information from the other side, like CERN has said, and I believe that's what Elon Musk is doing. Uh, that's why I took his name Tesla, which Tesla even said in his last interview, he was getting information from the other side. That's where his technology came from. I believe whatever's on the other side peeking through, which you know I believe is Lucifer, the demons, but that's my take. Whatever it is on the other side, they're giving the information that needs to take place so that they can live in our dimension. So 
that well, I believe every everything that, that is going on right now is uh, they're being lied to by whatever's on the other side. I I don't I don't doubt that. I think I, I just have a different. And since this is the master debaters podcast, I just want to dig into this a little bit. You know, because yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with you so much as I just think that maybe the labels that we're using are different. <laughs> That's and that's all it is, you know, and it's like we're we're looking at the same thing. But like what you see as like a like one thing I'm describing another way, but we're kind mm -hmm. of seeing the same thing. And and I, I think that, you know, the Christian perspective, for whatever reason, maybe isn't the angle I go at it from. But it's just like it's really amazing how what you're saying rings so true. And like I've never read the Bible like I own a Bible. I definitely plan on reading it. And it like rings so true. And I have like all kinds of crazy books that a Christian would probably be like, oh, this guy's evil, you know. But, you know, at the yeah. end of the day, what you're saying, honestly, like it rings so true with what I see from a completely opposite angle, you know. And and I think, you know, the the idea that, uh, you know, the other side is inherently evil. I think that is a control mechanism. I don't think that it's a matter of like well, we shouldn't interact with it at all. I think we've just forgotten the correct way to interact with it. And then even more so, evil people have manipulated the knowledge of that interaction with the other world so that most of us can only interact with it in a fear-based way, thus closing us off uh, from our power source. I mean, you know, I don't mean to make it sound like, oh, I think like where the demons are, where we get power from, but I definitely right, right, think right. there's a lot of like, overlapping and then also confusing um context there when you're talking about the overworld and not coming from you just coming well, from the, right. the whole topic in general well look at the look at the movie the uh, doctor strange because they get a lot into the the black magic sigil magic uh solomon's key they get a lot into like actual biblical stuff uh although it comes off more demonic um but they're going crossing over to the other side the astral plane projection but if you look at the the monk, I forget her name, but uh, the teacher or whatever, the old one, uh, the ancient one, whatever you want to call it, the bald-headed girl, um, she she was getting all of her immortality and all of her good energy from the dark side, but it was inherently bad. So that's they're, they're telling us the story. Um, if you just look at it and you take it as it is, there's good things that can come from it, but you can also be tricked. So that's where it's inherently bad is because you can actually be tricked because the, the, the evil people, they're going to come as an angel of light. They're going to come as good people. They mean well, but actually we're feeble minded. We're going to be tricked by it. So that's where I say that even white magic can be used for evil, not meaning to actually do so. Wait, who's feeble who's feeble minded though? Because I, I don't want to take that position. I don't identify as feeble minded. I'd hope that all everyone five is, of us. Dude doesn't well i don't mean that we're feeble-minded i mean we there's there is knowledge that we don't we, we don't have we have not obtained it yet right. so therefore when somebody is at a higher knowledge they can trick you because you're not on that level yet and that's what i mean i mean i don't mean that we're stupid i mean that we're feeble compared to angelic people they're they can trick us so easily no matter where we think we are in our psyche our psyche you know like, I may think I'm intelligent, but, man, there's there's more people that are out there that could school me. 
it's like it's like if you're if you're hanging out with all your friends and you guys are all five feet tall and you guys think you're good at basketball and then you show up one day and there's like two seven foot tall dudes at the basketball (laughs) court and they're just like you know holding your head back and like fucking with you you know that kind of shit well yeah and it it, it (laughs) is what i mean yeah it's a good point that you brought up too jason where it's like yeah like you know we're not saying that anyone's stupid like no one's Mm -hmm. stupid here but at the same time, dude, none of us know shit. We can put all of well, our knowledge together, and we don't know a damn thing. Well, I think it's, it's weird. It's weird because I come at it from a bunch of different angles, and I think what disturbs me about like all the psychedelic talk that people partake in, it's like that seems like the other side. Like you see where drugs can have a negative effect on people's mm-hmm. life. You see how people can maybe be possessed by this stuff. But then you have like this whole side of like new age people who seem like they're getting, you know, benefits from this interaction with what they think is the other world. You have psychics who have seemingly a, a benevolent connection with that kind of stuff. So that's why I have like a little bit of a, maybe a different approach for, for the labeling perspective, because I don't write it all off uh, just because it's not a like a, a biblical interaction yeah. with this other world i think the bible definitely warned us and we should heed those warnings and take the wisdom from that book but i don't know if it applies yeah. to every every aspect of life you know that's i, I guess that's my take and i and I, I most definitely agree with that that's why i brought the daughter strange thing you know he, he thought he knew everything and then she he put her uh she pushed him into the astral projections like you don't know shit you don't know shit. Right. Um, and it's just like with us, like there's good that can be brought out of it. But what I'm saying is we can be tricked into thinking that we're doing what's good. Cause, cause think about it, CERN, they, maybe these people think they're actually doing good, not knowing that they're destroying our, our environment. They're destroying us. They're terraforming the planet. They're putting uh, together this diabolical plan and they don't even know that they're fucking doing it. Cause they're being used by the other side, mm. by the sweet talking people. There's like, we're going to, we're going to make you a God. We're going to make you better. I mean, that's a legitimate conspiracy theory. I've heard on a lot of places, you know, this whole idea of compartmentalization where a lot of people working for these, maybe like alphabet soup organizations that we call Mm -hmm. terrible, like the CIA or whatnot, you know, maybe 50% of the people working there, they don't realize that they're helping some pretty sick people do sick shit because they're just pencil pushers. You know, they work in the offices, they, answer phone calls you know they do the menial other things that you know are like in between all of the more obvious and explicit uh criminal activities that the cia participates in you know i definitely agree with that i think there's definitely but it's interesting because you see people like alistair crowley you see people like eliphas levi it seems like certain magicians that have interacted with these forces they don't turn out too well. Like they don't, they don't end up in like a beautiful mansion. They usually end up kind of like, or worse for their interactions with with the other world. Yeah. That's so I Masturbating in their own tears. (laughs) They seem to have a pretty damn good life until it ends like that. You know, like it seems like things go real well and they get all kinds of shit that they want until it ends bad. Right. Mm. Like the, uh, Isn't there like a Christmas movie that's about that where like the guy gets visited by the ghosts of Christmas past or something? Or am I just mixing uh, Christmas Carol? That's a Bill Murray, dude. I just watched it the other day, actually. Doesn't he like fuck up his wishes like that? Like in the movie, that's something to that effect. Scrooge, right, Ryan? Yeah. Scrooge. Yeah. Before before, Mark, before we get away from what you were saying too much about the religions, I know that, you know, the, the, um, 
the Christmas movies is probably a great way to uh, to wrap up. I don't know if, if we're doing that or not. But there, I heard this really interesting idea of like the four different ages throughout like a given cycle. It's not really the fourth turning. It's something different. So you got the gold, the silver, the uh, uh, copper bronze. and uh, well, a copper, copper or bronze. I heard copper. Uh, and then the dark, the gold is the age where everyone's kind of following the religious leaders. Silver is the age where, you know, humanity is following military leaders, oh. um, which you can think of World War II. And that the, the the great generation, I would say, would be that that time. You think of the sword. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the, the copper, the bronze age, whatever you want to call it, is the age of the merchant. And who are we following right now? We're following entrepreneurs like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and all these fucks that really didn't even do anything. I mean, maybe Jeff Bezos started his business, but Elon Musk damn sure didn't start any of the businesses that he says that he started, including PayPal, including Tesla. Um, but yeah, dude, no, we're Bezos taking all of our, his own shit. We're Bezos taking all of our advice from from Elon Musk and from Zuckerberg and from. Uh, you know, these merchants, these these people that are selling stuff, they're selling you a product. And we think that they are outsmarting the government. And now I don't know what the dark age is. The dark age, I think, is the age Man. where no one has any leader, like no, no one's following anyone. And it's kind of chaos. And then it resets back to the yeah. gold age where everyone's well, following the religious leader. Well, he, he, well, actually, just thinking um, what you were saying, what uh, copper, right? And saying that that would be now. I think that I think like, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 no, goes along with uh, it's associated with uh, Venus, the planet Venus, and that's for mm. Friday. And you said the next one would be the Dark Ages. Venus, <laughs> Saturn, lead, lead, because exactly. that's dark, black. Yeah. That's the black right. sphere. And and there is three different versions of the Scarlet Horror, and Venus sphere would be one of them. So I mean, there might be something there, dude. You know what I mean? There might be something like if we're following these merchants, I think that we need to fucking like really pay attention to that. And you could talk to the talk about this until you're blue in the face. And that's what's frustrating, man. Like I love doing the podcasting and I, I'm not going to stop ever. But I think that at a certain point, it's like, dude, how do we get out to people to really because it takes the masses. It really takes the masses to really stand up against these people. We're talking including like military you know, Everyone's you, well, yeah, because not only do you need the physical, you, the people, you also need some sort of financial stability and muscle, right? I mean, yeah. you're going to need some sort of military or some sort of, you know, armed armed forces that can back you as well. Because you're not like Biden taunted us earlier saying, yeah, you don't <laughs> have F-16s and rockets, you know? Yeah, I know, right? You need to beat us. So well, that, When the Revolutionary War went down, uh, you know, they were talking about how like, the, you know, the Second Amendment doesn't allow for you to have automatic rifles and bazookas and RPGs and tanks and all this stuff. And it's like. Well, yeah, it does, actually. If you can afford yeah, it, yeah, it you can absolutely own that stuff. Because back then, when they wrote the damn thing, there was there were people that had private warships. Literally, you know, because they could fucking afford them. No one can afford an aircraft carrier because the technology has gotten so crazy. Shit, I couldn't afford the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier when I was a kid, man. I know. I can't, I can't afford a drone, Bullshit. man. You kidding me? With the camera, not even a gun attached. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. So, I mean, yeah, dude, we, we do, like, we say that we got the numbers, but we don't, man. We don't have the numbers. We got to figure something out, and and that's what the, the biggest point of frustration is for me. That's why I'm kind of, like, 
doing more like goofy stuff, and kind of like talking about like fun things. And, and I, I'm never going to stop talking about the serious shit, like what, what we're talking about right now. But at a certain point, dude, it's like it, we're fighting a losing battle. And I hate well, to say yeah, it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You can, you can talk till you're blue in the face, right? But if you're only talking to the same people over and over again and that crowd's never growing, you're not going anywhere. You're not going to make any progress. It has to be steady gains, and, and we're just not seeing it. I mean, look how docile everyone is. I mean, you can't even walk in Walmart. There's people still wearing masks. It's like it's already been disproven already. Masks do not stop the aerosol breath that you have. And it's like if there was a if there was this deadly virus, how come everyone's not dead already? <laughs> well, mean, again, dude, Jason, we, we live in a dark foundation. It's one of the many things that Matt and I talked about yesterday. And uh, getting back to to uh, Mark's boy, Alistair Crowley. I mean, this dude was talking about how Alistair Crowley was. <laughs> Alistair Crowley was saying that we're going to live in an age of nihilism where where facts don't matter and facts do not fucking matter. Every yeah. single one of us can have a, a set of facts, and we can all disprove each other simultaneously. It's fucking insane. I think I think Nietzsche I, said that, uh, not Crowley. I think Crowley said <laughs> definitely. Maybe I don't know who said it first, but I heard Crowley saying it. Maybe maybe <laughs> Nietzsche knew what was coming for sure. I saw I saw Patriot nodding. He knows a little bit about Aleister Crowley, so you know. Well, yeah, I think I, I don't know if you've said that specifically, but I definitely think he had a good idea of what humanity was going to be like. Yeah, nihilistic and just like apathetic. Yes. It sucks, man. It sucks that that these dark figures like end up being like fucking speaking the gospel, like of what's going on in, on Earth. You mean like Donald Trump? Trump? The yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> The exactly. Unabomber, right? Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. Unabomber was pretty close, man. I, I would say, you know, Crowley, if anything, if he belongs in this conversation at all, I don't think he does, but eh, maybe <laughs> he birthed the child of the new Aeon. That was his whole thing, that his religion would be this like new world religion, which, you know, is a concept we see with the new world order and those groups who, you know, we know there's a lot of suspicion that a lot of those families and groups are participating in occult rituals and things like that. Maybe even inspired by Crowley because he was a elite himself in England and rolled in those circles and and, uh, you know, was a, a secret agent, which was fashionable for people of his class at that time as well. But, yeah, I definitely think that he's not the only one who we're who we see being fascinated with this concept of a new era or a new aeon, you know, and we see it through a lot of like Christian and Judaic kind of cultism with well, the look apocalypse. At, look at like Von Braun, Mark. I mean, right. in, a, in a different sense, he's in that same path as Crowley. Right. Well, I mean, even loosely associated with him too. Yep. Well, him and, and Jack Parsons and then L. Ron Hubbard. I mean, L. Right. Ron Hubbard starts this new fucking... Uh, when's the last time a new religion has started that's the size of Scientology? I mean, it's there's not a ton of people that participate in it, but there's Organism. a lot of money. And like, if you've heard of Operation Snow White, I mean, these motherfuckers infiltrated the CIA. Uh, you know, Scientology is powerful, dude. They killed uh, they killed that fat white actor for portraying L. Ron Hubbard in the movie. I forget his name. Ooh. If it, was, if it wasn't created by the CIA, though. 
Yeah, well, and I think Alistair Crowley was affiliated with MI6, right? Yeah, yeah. I definitely think he was uh, He was not everybody who thinks he is. What's the guy's name that fucking died for being L. Ron Hubbard? I can't remember his name. Supposedly it was like a heroin overdose. That's what they said. What the? Yeah. Like, the Masters also, I thought it was a great movie. That was it, I think. Not Phil Moore Hoffman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Phil Moore Hoffman. Yeah. There you go. What, what, what do you mean by that? You don't think he is what everybody thinks he is, Patriot? You mean Crowley when you said that? Or? Yeah, I, don't, I think, uh, yeah, like, well, like you said, I think he was probably just part of a psyop. You may not have been uh, maybe even the fucking head of the, you know, the, the OTO may have been something else. The Astro Margenta may have been something else. He just might have been a face for it. Right. What I think. Well, it's really interesting, like the literary impact he left behind, like just the yeah. sheer amount of books he wrote. He he always wanted to be like a writer of some sort because he started off writing poetry, all this kind of really perverted, sicko poetry well, at that. It's the whole thing. Even in some of his most screwed up, twisted shit, he is actually sometimes telling you real fucking magic in a fucked up way. But people right. not, people don't see it that way. They see the fucked up, twisted shit, and then they think that's cool, and then the psyop starts, and you get the liberal mind going. Mm. You know yeah, he's saying? incredibly that, yeah. He's incredibly smart, man. I say this all the time about Hitler, man. He is he's a genius, but they're evil. And there's nothing that's saying that like you can't be smart and fucking like profound, and you have to be good. Like you can say that someone is very intelligent and wise. But they can be fucking evil too. You know what I mean? Look at look at Elon Musk. He's creating killer robots already, man. Like, dude, like they know. Uh, the dude even came out and said that uh, robots are going to be the end of humanity, and yet he's creating the fucking robots. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it can be and it, and, it, it can be and Neuralink and Neuralink to run the robots, right? Yep, yep. And then that spurred off Merck and Embrain to create the computer chips as well. So he started what? all that shit. And I'm, I'm, wondering, I'm wondering a little bit too, man, if the if Neuralink's going to run off of frequencies that like the human brains kind of operate off of, and that's why they're trying to flood us with these with these vaccines, spraying uh, the shit in the sky. Well, that here's, I think here's my must... perspective. Here's my perspective. Yeah, one second, the... Let me just say this one thing because, like, the whole oh, thing. Sorry, the... No, you're good, dude. Um, the. Um, the, the, the whole triangle thing with the 108 angle, the 36 angle, and the 36 angle, the whole Pythagorean theorem thing, it's very interesting that our brains operate off this frequency that just so happens to be like what the earth resonates at, right? We have, or we're talking like the eight, the eight uh, hertz, and like that's the whole Schumann resonance and all this crazy shit, which I think the average is 7.83. Um, maybe they're trying to change that a little bit. So that these well, robots can come in and then have they you guys can... have you guys ever heard of the devil's trine? Yeah, the devil's interval. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You should listen to my last episode, dude. I've talked about all this. <laughs> nice. All right, dope. Cool. I'm glad you know about it. And for those who haven't listened to your episode, I'll tease it a little bit. They changed the musical standards. So I mean, by all means, yeah. most modern music, uh, save for a couple artists who were in the know somehow are you know totally like i don't know i don't want to say brainwashing but they're like on this frequency that disrupts your natural harmony as a as a living being takashi six nine or what was his name no uh, XXX. XXX. Uh, yeah this was, this was before yeah. takashi this was like world war 
two times. Oh, no, okay. not even, dude. 1885 is when Italy okay. started it. So okay. Italy made this the standard yeah. back in 1885, but then Goebbels uh, in 1932 made it the right. standard for the Nazi party. Goebbels was the guy behind the Nazi propaganda. And then none other than the Rockefeller Foundation made it the standard in the Western world as a whole in 1939. Right. The way that I remember that, I have no fucking idea because I usually forget so much. <laughs> but I, I find that stuff fascinating, man. And I think that what you're it talking is, about yeah. is 440 hertz. And this is right. what we're listening to constantly. And it should but be 432. Yes. 432, but guess who was fucking around with that? Jimi Hendrix. What happened to him? Kurt Bob Cobain. Marley. What Bob Marley, what happened? All, the, all the these Beatles. people, dude. Andy Winehouse, I think. Most of those 27 club people were messing with the 432. It, yeah, Janis Janis Joplin? Yeah, Led Zeppelin, Janis yeah. Joplin, all mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy, uh, James, what's the fucking Morrison? Van, what's his first George. name? Jim Morrison. Morrison. Jim Morrison. Well, his dad was military psyop dude too. He was. But that's how they do it. That's how they they they're like, okay, we're gonna give everybody else this, and then secretly certain people get you know to use the correct frequency, and that hooks everybody onto it. That's what. That would be my guess. Well, it makes sense, dude. And it, it is mind-blowing when you see the way that this shit is done. I mean, the Beatles were doing it big time. Like, uh, uh, the Mossad canceled uh, a concert in Israel because, uh, you know, people were freaking out over this. And they made it seem like it was all altruistic. But the only reason the Mossad canceled this concert was because they wanted to get behind MI6 and the CIA, or I guess at the time. Yeah, it was CIA at that time. Um, you know, so it, it's very interesting, man. The frequencies, there's something serious there, and I'm still looking into it a lot. But, dude, um, back to back to the whole vaccines and how this ties in with that. I think that really they're, they're trying to make it so that these robots and this AI can tune into those frequencies that our brains naturally want to seek out. Um, the way that I heard it, and then I'll, I'll kick it to whoever else wants to. Um, five, two, eight is this beautiful frequency that is like regenerative. You know, if you have damaged cells, whether they be brain cells, you have carcinogenic cells in your body, you listen to five, two, eight frequency, it restores those things. And like the creator, whatever it is, whether it's the Judeo Christian God, whether it's some simulation, whatever it is, they're playing these songs to us in five, two, eight frequency, but we're hijacked and we're listening to four forty which is part of that devil's interval at 741. So we're getting this fucked up frequency and it's kind of like driving a car, listening to a static radio station. That'll actually make you sick if you listen to it long enough. That's the thing. It's, it's not meant to do it directly and right away. It's yeah. slow and just making you in constant imbalance that will eventually cause disease. Right. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the whole purpose of it. it. It'll it'll throw you off. And from there, who knows what they're capable of doing. Right. And you saw and we even saw it supposedly recently at that Astroworld shit. Mm -hmm. Right. That was one of the things they were talking about was the frequencies that they were playing, especially before the show. Um, and that people were getting all messed up from those. So, you know, it, the more you if look that, into it, it is a weapon, a powerful weapon. If that theory that I'm throwing around here is correct, what they were playing at that was 741 hertz side by side with 528 hertz. And if you play the devil's interval with the love and the healing frequency, that's the shit that will make you go crazy, have a heart attack, freak out, 
Um, and Jason was saying something a while ago when him and I were talking, I forget which episode it was, um, where DNA is God is our connection to God. This is a coil. This yeah. is like a Tesla coil, right? This is what Tesla based the, the, the coil off of was this double helix coil shape. And dude, like that, that's our connection with our, with whatever created us, whatever it is. And these vaccines are trying to turn that double helix into a triple helix. It's going to fuck with our DNA. Yeah, it's going to make it add a third. That was it. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying to add a third strain of DNA. Uh, they're trying to. Uh, they're, I believe what they're doing right now is they're trying to make us more angelic. So they're they're trying to make us That's... blur the genders. They're trying to. Uh, so so angels were hermaphroditic. They they were not male or female. So now they want to blend into our genetics, our gender, and they're they're getting us ready. What I believe is for the for what's coming up from the other side. Just like you looked at uh, Travis Scott's shirt, there was a blue. There was a blue. That's a normal person walking in through the mirror. Once you walk through the mirror, on the other side, a devil was walking out. So whatever's on the other side is then walking out in your flesh. So um, well, which way was the shirt going? Which way were the figures walking? We talked about that. It, it's they were it, working from left to right. Well, so you walk into the were, mirror, they're walking out. But it's possible that they're walking the other way too. Like we well, we talked about that a little bit. What's, like it's what's kind interesting of about the, is, the, yeah. the three strand thing that you bring up is I've read in several different books that I think this is from Theosophy and then some channeled works, but they talk about human beings having twelve strands of DNA and that's like the ascended master, right? And for whatever reason, you know, through the genetic manipulation, we were altered to only have two strands of DNA from that original 12. And that's like, you know, some people even interpret the 12 tribes of Israel as that. Uh, Could be the degradation. For that. But what another thing that's interesting is you mentioned Avatar before, and I looked this up in my uh, Theosophical Glossary by Glossary by H.P. Uh, Blavatsky who is definitely not, she's very, I don't know, not as evil as, as Crowley, but maybe. Madame Blavatsky? Interesting. Yeah. She's pretty fucking weird, dude. She took like all those Eastern religions and made them Westernized. She's weird for sure. I don't know if she's like pro, as prolifically sick as Crowley is, but I definitely think she's weird. Mm -hmm. Just saying that. I got I'm a lot of follower. <laughs> So, <laughs> so maybe we'll get into that in a second. But you mentioned them, that they're hermaphroditic. Well, it says here that the avatar are um, born from women and the parentless Anupapadaka, which is a hermaphrodite. So it's so interesting that, like, you know, you bring that up uh, and on all angles, like avatar, angel, they all have that kind of uh transsexual quality or hermaphroditic quality so do aliens right <laughs> and, and, and baphomet agrees yeah and well baphomet, that's interesting because yep. i think uh dank and i talked about this on the show that's coming out is like baphomet is depicted in two different forms like there's the there's the baphomet with like the traditional like with the breasts that you see but then there's the other version where it's a, completely a dude like it's got like a penis and everything so i don't know if the public version of baphomet is a psyop and like the one that the elites worship is more masculine i don't know it just seems like the yeah. like the image that we get of baphomet comes from 
Eliphas Levi, and then also the guy who created Satanism more recently, who also had a similar name but different. Anton Levy. Anton Levey. Yeah, I always get those names yeah. confused. Oh, his so, daughter's yeah. Taylor Swift. Fucking crazy yeah, looking. Nice. Have you seen her? Something like that. Zena Levey yeah. looks exactly like Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he worshiped yeah. the Leviathan cross, which also has the infinity symbol in it. Um, huh. The upside down cross, which is just a mirror image of the cross of Tau. Like, yeah. Anton Levey is also uh, featured in AM, uh, AMS, uh, American uh, or no, AHS, uh, American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. And I that think it's good. season eight, season eight, where the Antichrist was, you know, uh, Apocalypse or some shit like that. Well, he wasn't actually in the there, right? he's, he's No, he was actually in there. Well, he's dead. He wasn't actually, but there was a character in there. Oh, okay, the yeah. Anton Levey. I was going to say, what yeah. the fuck's going on here? <laughs> They're yeah, supposed to be dead. A lot of people think he's still alive. <laughs> What do you say, anyway? Yeah, there was. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, supposedly a couple of people uh, from the what was it, the Church of Satan or whatever, showed up to. They yeah. thought it was like the Messiah or some shit. Yeah, yeah. They laid him on the table and did a did a fucking ritual, just like the uh, what was it, the uh, the Horus, the, the Osiris ritual. So they yeah. put him on the table and started doing a ritual, a sigil ritual. But yeah, they showed up to the house when he was in the astral projection. He was uh, he was inside of his old childhood home. And he was, they was in more of an astral, pro, the, the witches were in the astral projection that it, it linked over to where he's, he's, uh, he's being visited by Anton LaVey in his childhood home. And they did the, it was three of them because it all comes in threes. There was three of them and they did a, a ritual on him to, uh, depicting him as Lucifer. What is it with a childhood home? Is there something there with those things? Cause Kanye was doing like on his, uh, his tour, he had a, a, a like a scale model of his childhood home constructed at at his Donda concerts. Is there something with a childhood home, and why maybe you would know something like a cult you know, about a childhood home? You know, maybe NY Patriot knows more about this, but for me personally, when I would have all my like visions and dreams, my my uh, lucid dreaming, I always end up back at my childhood home. Like no matter what, it's always at my childhood home. Which and that's where like the I, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but it's it's uh, I always ended up there no matter what. When I had like, the I real wonder, lucid dreams, I wonder if that's where we lose connection, right? Yeah. Is that where you lose connection to the spirit world as you get yeah. indoctrinated? You know, you go from an innocent child. Oh, so you're, you're saying we'd have more connection at the childhood home? You think? Oh. Sure. Yeah, because no. that's that's where you were connected spiritually mm. to everything more. And then as soon as you, you know, they they break you eventually in this system and, you know, you lose that innocence, you lose that connection. Um, you know, it's like we talked about in an earlier episode about the, you know, how uh, with Kyle from Big Dumb, I was talking about how his son sometimes is just staring at the wall laughing, yeah. you know, and just seeing things. And, and you know, kids have this extra sensory uh, ability that yeah, I still think they're slightly tethered. They're not fully in this world. Yeah, and and once yeah, and that's, that you know, once that gets cut, then they're in the world. But I think you know when you're in your childhood home, that's when you're still in that connection. Wow, that is uh, that is unsettling. I mean, even a lot of <laughs> in, in, in some occultism, like they use a, and it's not always pedophilia. And they show children. It's also a sign of going back in time. Uh, you know, you have to think if, 
in a metaphor, if you were born into this world, and let's say you're going back and crossing the abyss, you were literally a kind of going back in time before you were conceived. So children will be used as an expression of showing that you're getting close back to uh, the spirit world because you're going backwards in time now. Well, here, can I can I share Benjamin something Biden. with you guys <laughs> that, that this just made me think of that I don't know if I've ever talked about this on podcast, but so when I was a little baby, my father and mother lived in an apartment and that apartment building caught on fire and I don't think anyone was home. I don't remember the story maybe we were home when we got out just in time whatever it was right then we moved into the house that i grew up in which i'd lived in for the past 26 years of my life up until this year um that house caught on fire when we were living there when i was a baby when it was under construction and Sounds we like had paranormal activity shit that's what i'm saying and now yeah. you guys are talking about like the connection like between like the home and stuff and like just that mm. area, like where I was born and stuff, definitely I feel like a deep connection. I mean, I'm, I don't live that far from there now, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm like now I'm like oh no, like if I leave this town, will I lose my mojo or something? Yeah. You well, know? How, how old were you when the first house, the first apartment, and then that second house burnt down? And do you remember like did they tell you how old you were? I the first occasion of a fire was months old, and then the second time was when I was probably like two or three. And then so you probably oh, wow. started. Yeah, you were still baby. Yeah. So and then like, but even the yard that I lived in was really strange because it like every other yard in the neighborhood was like typical small, but like my yard for some reason had this long stretch of forest in the back. So I would just like go back there and like fucking be in my own world. And stuff. So and... as you guys are saying, no, I never, never. <laughs> I, I built a few bonfires, but never, never caused any <laughs> problems like that. But uh, but yeah, no, it's just like wow, that place had such a huge impact on who I became. And now saying this, I'm like, oh, huh, I wonder if there's anything to the that fire thing, you know? Like, what's that about? Because it it's it just like they're both kind of there. I don't know. There's only one way to find out, dude. Settle your roots in a different state and see what happens. Yeah. No, I mean, that's crazy because we'll I, I, I told the story, I think. I want to say on the podcast is coming out. With um, you, with uh, me and you. I, where I was in the house where it was on fire. It was my, it was my wake up. Whenever I was like, okay, this shit's actually real. These dreams are happening. Uh, I watched my childhood home burn down. And six months later, like I kept having the dream um, – over and over like it was a, a reoccurring dream but i was awake every time i was like fuck i'm here again and i had to relive everything again and then i i, I would wake up and i would smell the smoke on me well six months after this shit i, I left arizona went down to florida and then my childhood home burned down and I, it was the same smell when i was watching it burn and that's just crazy though because your shit was on fire and i was like man that, that's what woke me up was that that dream where i watched my, my childhood home burn down yeah. You know, I've mentioned on other shows, and I, I don't know if if I've ever said it to any of you, but I uh, people talk about like magic and stuff, and I've often said that I think incense. Um, you know, if if you want to try to I guess practice magic just with meditating and want some type of incense, I always suggest use something that reminds you of a when you were a child. Think is a smell that you can picture almost vividly as a child. And I so what that, is that for you, man? Well, that is a part of magic because you are going back in time. You are 
literally can't reveal mind. those kind of secrets. Your mind is going <laughs> no, no, think you're is it because it's subconscious in this fucking in our head of ours. We have that moment saved in this fucking hard drive, and that fucking scent, that vibration, that shit that you picked up somehow brought you back to that point of the hard drive. That needle went back to that part, yeah. and you're fucking yeah. reliving it. That is a part of so, magic going back in time. So it's because it's subconscious? It's a very little, yes. I'm just saying that's a very little way of trying to. Do you it. have one that you use specifically? Yes, yes I use patchouli. I use patchouli specifically. And it's funny. It's associated with Saturn for some reason also. Um, <laughs> really, when I was a kid, um, I was very close with my mother at a young age. Um, you know, she passed away when I was 16. So. I only have so much time to think about her, you know, that I experienced with her anyway. But as a kid, um, she used to, you know, she used to make everything. She used to fucking bread down to a garden in the fucking backyard. And I, as a kid, would help her plant sometimes. You know, you're just fucking, you're being told what to do. Come out with your mother and help fucking weed, plant these tomatoes and shit. But uh, I actually enjoyed it. And I remember this, this was so fucking weird. The smell of patchouli to me sometimes reminds me of like when we were digging the ground and digging it up, the smell of like the death of what was once there in that mm. dirt. The patchouli reminds me of that smell. And I, that mm. smell always stuck with me as a child as just being something very weird, you know, or like mysterious to me. Why does this smell like that? And uh, that's I, kind of fucking a beautiful thing, dude. <laughs> I, Honestly. I go with well. It's a good thing that our smell doesn't fully develop uh, till we're the age of eight, because otherwise I think the bathroom would be a spiritual place for a lot of people. <laughs> no, that's honestly, dude, that's a crazy, uh, that's a really interesting story. Yeah. Uh, just, just, I don't know why. I think that's, that's really interesting to, to have this connection like that. Cause yeah, dude, if you're going to tell me to like, try and talk about a smell that reminds me of my childhood, like, I would say, like, honestly, as weird as it, it sounds, it would be like race gas. I was always around, like, I used to race motorcycles as a kid, and race gas would make me uh, feel like I was racing. I, I have a similar thing with, like, uh, whatever, you, the, like, the motor uh, fuel that you put in lawnmowers and stuff, because I used to landscape with my dad when I was in, like, middle school and, like, and so, like, now whenever I smell, like, a lawnmower going, I get that sense of, like, oh, wow, I remember when I was a kid, you know? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, how many movies did they have where they they go back on that reminiscent of when they were a kid? I mean, it's well, it's natural. Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that because mine would be um, my grandfather used to own a auto body shop, and so anytime I take my car in to get service, that smell of the dealership inside, you know, that I go right back to his body mm. shop, you know, and I'm a little kid messing around with my, my matchbox cars, playing on all the old used cars and shit, jumping in them, pretending to drive. And but yeah, no, that's real because I, I have that, you know, when I whenever I go to the dealership, you get that quick flash of. Yeah, oh, I was going to say that's a little bit of magic right there. Yeah. Well, dude, I was gonna say if if that's like the case, then I, Colorado Dank's fucking smell better be sour diesel. We all got gas. <laughs> no, I told you, cuz. <laughs> no, oh man, I do like sour diesel, dude. Sour I like diesel. sour diesel too. It was one of my favorites for a while, but man, that OG Kush, when it's grown right, you can't beat it. You know it, what? Dude. 
You know what's interesting? I, I this might be a complete and total tangent on weed, but the yeah, only let's not time... turn this into a weed podcast. Well, <laughs> real quick, real quick, because I heard this. I heard this like people talking about how like thirty percent THC is almost like an opioid, like it's that you know strong, you know. And oh. the only time I ever had bud like that for sure was when I went on a trip out to Denver uh, in like twenty sixteen, and I got this bud out there. That was uh, apparently like made by Snoop Dogg himself, which in hindsight is completely like I was such a noob. I should never have trusted anything that Snoop Dogg created. But uh, but yeah, it ended up like being some of the best bud I've ever smoked. Like it was really strong, really heady. But I wonder if like my use of it like sped up after that because I was so like, oh, I got to chase that, you know, really high, high, you know, and, and I think it's like weaponized, honestly, I really do. And like, that was, I was like, don't, I don't know. As, do as a, uh, as a weed professional, cause I've grown for so long, I've grown strains that were like my, I, I bred one called, I called it Omni. Cause I was like, this is the mother of all strains. I, I called it Omni. Yeah, I actually was about to smoke some Omni. Um, it's, it's, uh, it was like 26, 27%. And, um, you know, it's good. Like, I'd be high for six hours, maybe seven hours, like really high, but it's like clear headed high for an indica. And uh, I have a strain that's hitting like 20, 21%. And it's a, it's a door knocker, man. It, it'd knock you the fuck out. And it was like, it was my favorite one. It was the, uh, everyone would rather smoke it over the Omni and it wasn't even hitting 24%, you know? Um, so, I mean, I don't think those numbers really matter. I worked in dispensaries. Uh, when you, they tell you at a dispensary that's just 30%, they're picking off the head of the flower. So you're not actually getting that particular flower that was tested. Um, it's all a scam. Um, they're, they're literally looking for the prettiest one out of the whole garden. They're going to pick that one. They're going to have it tested. Everything else is like mids and lows. And it's uh, the same every time. time. If you're taking an OG, like let's say like we have this strain here that's called Big Mac because I've been going to dispensaries and every single time oh, it's, it's the a Big the Mac, Mac strain, line? I, I think so. But the, the whole Mac thing line, is yeah. that like every single time it's it's 29%. And it's like, dude, your your batch that just came out is the exact same as the one that I bought a month ago? Yeah, it's all a lie. It's all metrics. It's the way they do metrics. They don't dry and cure it like it should be. So, like, I, I mean, when people smoke my weed, they're like, damn, why is your weed so much stronger than the dispensers? It's like, because I actually love growing. I put love into it. TLC, man, I dry it. I cure it. I make sure everything's done perfectly. The moisture content's yeah. perfect. And it's, it's going to be different than if you go into a dispenser. But they don't. I don't give a fuck, man. Dude, they got so many plans. It's not getting treated the same. See, I've been there. you don't have a podcast where you go into this stuff, man. You got to have like a dank guide. Like what I each could, episode man. takes I you through a different too. step of the process. That would be dope. Matt, do you mess around with me? Oh, yeah. Do you, does anyone take edibles here? Or am I the only one? Because I had Dude, a bad I'm about to make some. I'm pretty I'm sure we're <laughs> all in legal states. I'm pretty sure all of our, the, all, we're all broadcasting from legal states too. That's funny. I'm yeah. from an undisclosed location. But yeah, I, I have. Legally you know, or not, I'm still doing it. <laughs> that is still vague. I didn't give away your location, you fuck. No, I'm in Tucson, Arizona. I don't give a fuck. I'm in Colorado, <laughs> Springs. I don't care. <laughs> 
Dude, I had I grew a bad experience <laughs> with weed. I had a bad experience the other day, actually. I had a massive fucking panic attack. And I usually, like, dude, I haven't had any kind of shit like that. But I got these new edibles. Same thing that I always t- take because I like Is drinking this- a little bit. And then I take an edible, uh, you know, like three, four hours before I go to bed so that it peaks, like, while I'm asleep because I like to get knocked the fuck out. Is this, you got to uh, be careful with that, though. So edibles you, are different than when you smoke, man. If you eat an edible and then go to sleep, you'll wake up fucking so high because your body stops processing it. So you'll wake you up like, why the, you'll, you'll wake up, you're like, why the hell am I still so fucking high? It's because your body stops metabolizing while you're asleep. Well, so I, like, I like that, though. I like waking up. <laughs> I do, too. No, I do, too, man. I'm actually about I, I like making mine with shatters. So I'll take some, like, live resin and I'll whip it into some coconut oil at a very high dosage, and then I'll make whatever I want to eat with it. And well, it'll probably like high as well. I'm sure that we're trying to wrap up at some point here. But like, yeah, I my had this... about to die, actually. So if I, if I disappear, that's why. Okay. So I, had, I took a pina colada edible. It's a hard candy. After I had drank about a half a bottle of Smirnoff. Uh, Adios, my phone's dying, y'all. Are you getting out of here? Yeah, my phone's dying, y'all. I'll talk to y'all soon. All, All right, right have a good night, man. You're good, Jay. All right. All right, later, bro. Peace out, bro. So yeah, half bottle of Smirnoff down, okay? Fucking pop a, pop a, a pina colada edible. And I'm good. I'm researching the Third Reich, which is always good to do when you're trying to fucking stay calm. I was just about to say, yeah, it's the, like, it's the dangerous thinking, world man? you're living in, right? That's what it is. <laughs> well, and this is the thing. I'm always looking at like the darkest aspects of society because I wasn't just looking at the Third Reich. I'm looking at a Brown Brothers Harriman and how's it, how it ties into Prescott Bush and all these oh, things. Nice. And I'm like, dude, fucking George W. Bush. He's like the, the grandson of this guy that was like a mainstream Nazi. And he was like the, the one that really was facilitating paperclip and all this shit. And I'm sitting here. And it starts hitting me, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we go. And my heart, dude, my heart is beating out of my fucking chest. The movie that's playing is some horror movie. I don't know why, but I don't even know what it was. And I just wake like, I felt like I was passing out and waking up all at the same time. And I just had to go stand outside for a little bit. I haven't, I haven't gotten this high forever. And I'm just out there at my heart. I felt like I was going to have a fucking heart attack. And I'm standing outside just like fucking like looking at the sky. And like there's no stars out there. I'm just sitting there, dude, like fuck. And and then I walk back inside. I'm like, hey, I'm having a panic attack. You know what I mean? Like it was it was fucking scary, dude. And and that's that's the kind of shit that, that like veteran. Night. That's the kind of shit that veteran weed smokers want. Like I'm sure Mark and why you guys want to get that fucking high, but like, dude, yeah, you want to get that. I don't like. I don't like edibles, bro. I got. Uh, I love edibles. With you, Mark, I can't. I can't, man, because you don't know what you're getting. From from you can get one piece that's like you know they say they're five milligrams, right? You can get one end of the batch that's like fifteen milligrams, and then the other end of the batch that's duds. So you never know with with the way that they come out. So it, it's like Russian roulette with edibles. I I've the only good edibles I've had have either put me to sleep, and then there was one time who Megan Cush, the be, one of the best guests I've ever had on my podcast, she uh, she sent me some edibles, and they were the best. But yeah, every other time I've just either 
not gotten any feeling or fallen asleep. But that's what's not, terrifying uh, too is that they're putting carfentanil supposedly in some of the weed out there. So be careful where you're fucking getting your shit. Wow. Carfentanil is the shit that'll fucking put down an elephant with like a rice grain size. So yeah, and that's what's fucked up, dude. Like it's scary. It's almost like you have to fucking start growing your own weed. You have to start doing your own shit when it comes to that kind of stuff. Cause like I'm not I'm not a big pothead at all. I like drinking more and that's much more regulated. But who's to say they're not gonna throw that shit in fucking alcohol at some point? When like know, when man. the economy gets like, like this, because they did that back in the thirties. They they were they were poisoning alcohol. So I don't know. It sounds like the same kind of thing that they always say about drugs. You know, oh, there's these the bad batch, and you know, it's just I'm not gonna stop uh, smoking bud because apparently there's car fentanyl in it. You know what I mean? But I'm not saying you should. I think you but, live one fucking time. If you want to take some car fentanyl, you fucking do it. I just don't living know. On edge, living on the edge, living on the edge. I just don't know how real those stories Fuck are. Car fentanyl. Who's putting that in weed, bro? Like, well, it's the same concept sense. of like the fucking apples, like having the razor blades in them. That was never a thing. That was a myth. Right. That, no one's ever fucking put an, a razor blade in an apple and given it to a fucking kid. But I'm just saying, like, the way that the fucking government's operating, like, I think it was NY Patriot that was saying it at the beginning here. When we start getting the government dabbling in all of the things that we're consuming, who's to say that China's not like, hey, Let's throw some carfentanil on these fucking white motherfuckers' weed and let's poison them all and get them <laughs> fucking gone. You know what I mean? It's easy. It's easy. So same thing with our food. They could put carfentanil on our fucking steak or our, or our uh, soy meat or whatever. You know what I mean? Like people can do whatever they want with that stuff. If you want to be afraid of everything, you can be. Right. Oh, yeah. You and you're going to attract world. it too. So you might as well just not just live and forget about it, man. Yeah, All I'm right. gonna change my name to Safe World after this. <laughs> my family what? thinks I'm sane. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, With that man. said, I think we're uh, we're hitting the two hour mark. Let's wrap it up here. This has been another great show, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, let's uh, go around the horn and plug our stuff. NY. Thank yeah. you for hosting, man. Oh. Appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, NY Patriot. You can find my stuff on uh, BitChute, Rumble, YouTube. Most major podcasts and the occult rejects. You can find that on a uh, bit shoot rumble and uh, most major podcasts and odyssey. That's it. Mark, have at it. Right on. Thanks for having me guys. You can go to my family. and get all the stuff I'm doing. I got a couple different bonus podcasts that come out on my, my family thinks I'm crazy feed. So stay tuned. There's always kind of, strange stuff coming out and if you want to be on the show hit me up i'm always open to uh having you know listeners on the show if they got some crazy story they want to tell or whatever it is nice excellent yeah and i gotta i gotta book with you i'm just waiting to get my son's yeah. basketball schedule and I'll, I'll hook up with you i'm looking forward to it man right on ryan yeah yeah, man. If we're going to switch up our names, I got one for uh, NY Patriots going to change his to uh, NY Marxist. And then <laughs> yeah, Matt I was going to <laughs> Yeah, or Boston Marxist, right? Because Boston's the opposite of NY City. I don't know. That's the great yeah. honesty podcast. <laughs> yeah, Matt. Well, Matt, I think would be like just like mainstream media is the truth podcast. <laughs> yes. and, uh, you know, yeah, trust so, everyone. 
<laughs> yeah, Trust Everything podcast. And, uh, you know, this is Ryan from Great Safe trust. World. <laughs> Ryan from Safe World. And then, of course, Mark, uh, my family uh, thinks he's sane. So, yeah, no, this is a fun thing, man. I, I uh, really enjoy these all the time. Patreon.com slash Dangerous World Podcast. That's where you can uh, really find my best work, put my best foot forward over there. And uh, thank you, guys. Always have a fun time. We're also on all, all of us are on Old Media United, too, aren't we? Thank you. Yes. yes. All Media United. If you have a podcast, hit me up. The cooperative is still growing. I'm hoping to get up to 100 uh, by the end of the year. It's coming close now with only a month left. But we have like 68 podcasters slash content creators in the cooperative right now. So we're only 32 away from uh, from hitting 100. That'd be cool. That would be cool, man. And it's a, it's a great bunch of podcasts too. I've, I've found a, met a lot of people through that. And uh, like you said, a lot of people have, have found my stuff there too. So thank you for having us. It's, it's no problem, awesome. Man. What's the, the opposite name of that? Alt Media the social justice warrior league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like mainstream media ununited. I don't know. Who knows yeah. what we call that? ABC, yeah, no. CBS. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it's it, thank you for allowing me to plug that as well because I don't do it enough. All Media United, go there, check out. And you know what is cool? I just added to the site a way that you can get every single Alt Media United podcast in your favorite podcast app with like the click of two buttons. All you got to do is go to the listen page on altmediaunited.com, click that thing that says OPML in all capital letters, copy that into your clipboard, and then you take that and you paste it into a podcast app like antenna pod or podcast addict or any podcast app that's not retarded like spotify or apple apple does that too dude <laughs> okay maybe <laughs> apple will let you do that but I, i'm just against them so <laughs> yeah they suck yeah they're terrible but people listen so you got to kind of use it you know you get half my listens from that yeah, yeah. I yeah. appreciate everybody on there, but at the end of the day, it's like they're going to figure it out. I used to listen to stuff on uh, on Spotify, and then I figured it out. And I'm like, you know, I still go there for music because there's really no other option. I don't know what you guys do for music, but it's just Apple music. like the most convenient way to listen to music. But have you ever listened to a podcast on Spotify? I mean, compared to a podcast app, it's, it's terrible. You know, yeah, it's just it's like a good. terrible app for that. So. I try to recommend the the same thing to my audience, even though they are a big portion of it on Spotify. Yeah, excellent. So yeah, like like Mark said, you can find me on uh, Alt Media United, Instagram at the Great Deception Podcast, and then uh, I got a YouTube BitChute and Odyssey out there. So go check those out under the Great Deception Podcast, guys. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure as always. Take care. Have a good night.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.